Love this podcast? Support this show through the supporter feature from Acast. It's up to you how much you give and there's no regular commitment. Just hit the link in the show description to support now. Ready to pop the question? The jewelers at BlueNile.com have got sparkle down to a science with beautiful lab-grown diamonds worthy of your most brilliant moments. Their lab-grown diamonds are independently graded and guaranteed identical to natural diamonds, and they're ready to ship to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. Burrow is a furniture company known for timeless design and thoughtful construction, and free shipping, and that extends to their outdoor collection. Their outdoor furniture is built to withstand the elements, featuring rust-proof stainless steel hardware, weather-ready teak, and quick-dry foam cushions. For Memorial Day, get 15% off your Burrow purchase at burrow.com slash ACAST and up to 25% off outdoor. That's up to 25% off outdoor furniture at burrow.com slash ACAST. I'm going back to where the beach is near, oh, the beer is to you. Well, I'm being told that average Joe's does not have enough players and will be forfeiting the championship match. It's a bold strategy, Cotton. Let's see if it pays off for us. Okay, you're very welcome to the Slideway podcast, joined by Russell Boyle and Ronan Marty. I'm Adrian Parton, lads. How's it going? Kind of stuttered in my words there, sorry. Um, we're just having a wee, there was a wee tiff off air there between Ross and Ronan <laughs> over who the Sligo or not Sligo champion is. Well, I think I've won at least two. Yeah. Well, I thought I was two. And I still think I drew the first one, so I could be undefeated. So. Yeah, right, right, right. Funny business. <laughs> very busy show, lads. Um, very busy weekend, sporting fronts all over the place. We picked a good week Monday to be fresh, I think. Yeah. We're all fresh. Yeah, what a, what a stark contrast to the last time we were here that, together. Yeah, this could be the first part I haven't done hungover. I died once as well. Loads on, GA, rugby, uh, soccer, Rovers, junior soccer, and of course, uh, Shane O'Mara, the head coach of Sligo All Stars, was in with us earlier. We've heard him, he's our special guest this week. So, very good one with Shane. They had another big win at the weekend. They're Top seed now for the playoffs. Yeah, a bandwagon we can get, get on board. A bandwagon, happy yeah, So very enjoyable chat with Shane. Uh, how was your weekend, lads? Um, Roscoe, I suppose you were disappointed with the rugby. We'll yeah, I was disappointed now on Saturday. We're going to that later on. Um, that was it, really. I mean, no, no notable takeaways or anything else. No points even. It was babysitting. Gee, well, I, I it's, it's not babysitting when you're no child. <laughs> No, I didn't. Sorry, sorry. Let me parenting. Yes, correct. <laughs> let me rephrase that. Marie was working Saturday night, so I had sole responsibility of our child for the first time. So I had, I had, to, be, I, I had to be the peak of my awareness. Maybe sitter like paid, paid a fiver. <laughs> I had a notable takeaway last night. Actually, I met. Oh, yeah. I, I talked to you about this earlier. Oh, yes. Hidden gem. There's a Chinese up in the mess on Holborn Street. Yeah. Oh, yes, yes, yes. It yes, is yes. fantastic. Now, I've been recommended it by a couple of people. Yeah, I couldn't good. get over the freshness Actually, of it. My parents go to that one quite a bit, and they have good things to say about beautiful, it. Yeah. Beautiful, beautiful. Is there a name on it? Uh, user. Oh, it is, yes. Something yes, like that, yes, use something. Yeah, but, yeah. Uh, it's in uh, the maze there. Um, Hober Street. McCrann's maze. McCrann's, yeah. McCrann's maze and Hober Street. Up the hill there. Oh, God, I haven't even in that shop, it's since. 
I haven't worked since the last time I worked in the Bucky's about six Actually, years ago. Sorry, they sell to, not to cut you off there. Four local. Um, no, no, well, they probably do as well. Um, Kilkenny. Yeah, cans of Kilkenny. Okay. That's where you so go. Yeah, the shop worked well, though, I must say. The whole does, yeah. dynamic of the Chinese in there. But anyway, that's just what I wanted to get across. <laughs> for my main. Um, my we were in the showgrounds on Saturday and the, the park, Marfridge Park, yesterday. Lots of sport checking in. Um, anything irking you this, this week? Anything? Anything get off your chest? No, um, no I'm okay. Nice with one. Uh, middle-aged men in sunglasses and heli, in heli Hansen jackets or North Face jackets <laughs> driving Jeeps. <laughs> <laughs> There's two instances with them. I'd one there on the way here, actually. <laughs> Go on. Just. Oh, just, just, they all look the same, though. There's sunglasses, the jacket, the warm jacket zipped up and an angry demeanour in your Jeep. Um, I inched out by a little bit and then like, your man was with a... Bit of shuffling, who was going to go, and he just lost the plot. Me, <laughs> what you need to do is you need to out alpha him because they think that they're the top of the pedestal. Oh. So, just if they come at you with a six out of ten, you need to go ten out of ten back. Well, at here's them. a ten out of ten for you. I pulled out last Tuesday morning, I think, at the petrol station, Tubber Curry, around eight o'clock, and there was a Jeep coming. He must have been fucking 200 meters away from me, but he went, he was coming at top speed. <laughs> so, I came out trying to put my seatbelt on the whole time I was inching out. And the porn came. I looked in the rearview mirror, and I've never seen such an irate man. Like he was two fists roaring and shouting. So of course, I slowly um, slowed down, and then I went through the town and tubber, and he went round and he caught the lights. He was the fire side, and I got through. And I had the fist out the window too. I said, "The company got a call." Yeah, my driving is obviously shocking and bad at the best oh, time. My driving wasn't bad. We're just angry. I would weekly check my rear view mirror and see people losing their shit. <laughs> <laughs> Why are you a bad driver? Oh, he's cat. Oh, the worst of the worst. Absolute yeah. cat. Sure, I only got my full license when I was 30. <laughs> <laughs> when I came back from Australia, do you know I mean, lessons again. And, uh, Concentration levels. I'll tell you what, I, 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 I passed the test. I had a hairy moment there out in the Holy Well going up a, a tight left. And um, I got back into the, the test centre. And your man was looking at the, the sheet and he was hemming and hawing for ages. He was hemming and hawing. And then he goes, it's a pass. And I was like, yes. And he goes, now, there's a lot of lessons to be learned here now. And I really shouldn't be. He was, you could tell he was, he was struggling. And he was raging with himself almost a second after he got to me. I was like, I'm passed. He goes, yeah, I got it. And just fucked it in the bin and walked out the door. <laughs> yeah, Tim, was, my driving test was the same. Your man goes, you pass. And then spent three minutes giving out to me. Yeah, I couldn't tell you a word of what he said. In the full face paint on to do his test. <laughs> <laughs> Sitting in the carriage, my hand around, just looking at him. Frankie Feeney actually had to do, uh, he did his driving test the morning after we won the league in 2005 for Cartron, which he passed it now in fairness to him. But uh, his driving instructor now drove him straight. He met him, you know, you meet him for the lesson first. Yeah. Drove him straight to the petrol station, got two packets of extra and bottle of water and a coffee, and that was it. But Different times. Yeah. <laughs> Right, uh, we might go to the questions later on at the end of the show, Marty, you have, you have one lined up for you, they were directed towards you. Oh yeah, yeah. yeah I've, I've got four horses lined up here for, uh, what we call it, the Cycleway Podcast, Lucky 15. We're looking for the Smooth Jimmy Smooth Lock of the Week to come Just, back. I, I love the jingle we used to have for yeah. it. Yeah. Smooth Jimmy. Um, what else? Um, yeah, so we've loads to go through. Um, we'll go to Sligo or not Sligo, lads. Do you have any theme song for this, Roscoe? I have a theme song, we'll play it now. Let's go. Okay, we're back. It's uh, <laughs> episode four of Sligo or not Sligo in our game four. Game four. Set off the best 
First to seven, I don't know what the... Yeah, it's like the playoffs, the NBA playoffs. Yeah, we don't know what the score, we don't know what the score is. Um, you met a big, uh, an Italian-American fan of this... Oh, this fuck, I did, yeah, yeah, yeah. I, a neighbour yeah. of the, the house, actually. Yeah, the Casanova, uh, Owen Castle, he's back in town. And uh, I met him and his uh, and his wife there a couple of Sundays ago. Um, he loves the podcast, and I was talking to her, she came down the stairs. She's from New York. She's from New York, yeah, um, of Italian descent. They'd spent the last two years over in Sicily. Anyway... Ah, lovely time. The uh, I was chatting to Cass, and then she came down the stairs, and Cass goes, "Oh, this is Marty from the podcast." She's like, "Oh my god, I love Sligo, not Sligo. It's, <laughs> it's a great way to find out the places around me." So, and anyway. some random fake places too. Yeah, and some random fake places. So she does shout out to both of them anyway because uh, they do love the Sligo, not Sligo segment. Yeah, Even if for us, doesn't. Yeah, only person <laughs> ever heard criticize it. Um, but anyways, we're going to start with Ross tonight. Some big ones. Some big ones coming. Ross, you're up first. Yeah. The picnic basket. Sorry, the game is Sligo or not Sligo. Name out things that are in Sligo or not Sligo, and the lads have to guess what they are. It could be anything. Yes. From a monument to a river. Uh, to a war memorial. A war memorial. <laughs> <laughs> of course, the East Key Falkland Memorial. <laughs> memorial. <laughs> um, anything. Any. Shops. Yeah, yeah, takeaways. Yeah. Any. Okay, you got it. Ross, uh, the picnic basket. Uh, in Sligo. Yes. Tell me where. Uh, the Mall. No, it's in Bally Moat. But <laughs> no, but there used to be a picnic All right, pass. okay. He got that by default, so actually. Yeah, I'll take it. <laughs> yeah. Too speedy. Um, Murty, um, Chow Mein Mao's uh, takeaway. <laughs> <laughs> Chow Mein Mao's. Chow Mein Mao's. great effort takeaway, but uh, not in Sligo. No, not in Sligo. I hope there is a Chow Mein Mao's out there. That's an outstanding name for a Chinese. But <laughs> <laughs> Made up while sitting in my van, uh, while waiting for my battery to get jumped. <laughs> um... Ross, no, sorry. Um, yes, Ross, Joy Kitchen Indian. Not in Sligo. In Sligo. Do I have Joy, Joy Kitchen? Joy Kitchen. Um, you used to have a van out in Stranger, let's say the gala every Friday. Yes. A van? Yeah. Oh, it's in Sligo, the van's in Sligo. They're, and they, they're, if you Google them, they're in Crozon. Very good Indian. Uh, Marty, Cake My Day Bakery. <laughs> uh, cake My Day. Not in Sligo. In Sligo. Oh, yeah. where? Not too sure. Go Google it earlier. The last. Kick my dear. Great name as well, with that. Alan Partridge, is it? Uh, Ross um, Wolf Cuts uh, Dog Groomers in Sligo. In Sligo is right. Yeah. Wolf Cuts Dog Groomers. That's a take for Ross. Uh, Marty Muff Cuts uh, Ladies. <laughs> 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 Tony's were sent in. <laughs> I chatted not in Sligo. Oh, that's that a good cop out. Ross, Katmandu Cattery. It's a cattery. <laughs> no, not in Sligo. No, it's in Longford. Oh. <laughs> you got that right again by default. Right there, that, yeah. that could be in Sligo. Um, Murty, uh, Razor Red Alley. Not in Sligo. No, it's also in Longford. <laughs> um, You're on the Longford hunt, right? Yeah. Ross, Fridays, takeaway, Fridays. So the F R Y D A Y S. In a scroll. Yes. Oh, nice. Very In nice. Score by Ross there. This is tight, lads. <laughs> uh, Highwood, Murty. Highwood's in Sligo, yeah. In Sligo, yeah. Up there by, uh, what's that place? Well, no one knows the sign for it. The old hotel. New, what's that um, place called? Yeah. Crummock Lodge. Crummock Lodge, yeah. 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 Um, Ross, uh, the statue of Bartholomew Thieling. <laughs> Thieling, sorry. In Sligo. In Sligo. Teething Centre. You pass it every day into work. Yeah. It's the 100 past the bridge. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> 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 
Or tall and you looking down every day you go to work. PT. <laughs> stopped on the way over here. It's like his most famous PT. Uh, Murty Bushy Park. No, that's in Dublin, isn't it? Ballasadair. Oh, ho, ho, ho. Bushy Park, Ballasadair. Fuck it, I knew that too. I think I know uh, something. Just, just so I can pace myself out here. How many, how many have we got to go? Uh, one, two, three, four. Oh, you have six left, Ross. Six each. Okay. What score? It's we're level, are we? It's level, yeah. 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 Not sure what the actual score is. Bushy level. Park. <laughs> um, Ross, uh, Big John's Pizza Max. <laughs> Big John. That's like what? No, it's a mogul. <laughs> <laughs> we know about that place. Yeah. I like, won't we? <laughs> uh, Murty, uh, Skipper Brown's Boat Tours. <laughs> I, I thought that was somewhere on the Shannon and Leitrim today as well, was it? <laughs> Wait a no, 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 not in cycle. Not in cycle. Hey, hey, you gave him the fucking answer. <laughs> no, no, this is, this is, uh, the integrity of this competition. No, no, okay, okay, okay. Hold on, hold on. I just asked for a fair competition. <laughs> I was saying not in cycle. I said it had to be on the Shannon. As far to the best of my knowledge, the River Shannon yeah. does not pass through we'll cycle. Come back to that. No chance. I give him a tick for now. That's no. the point. Right. No. Ross, hated. Gibbers Town. Not cycle. No, cycle. Um, it's a legit answer Marty um, let us pray it's a religious vegetable shop <laughs> let us pray not in Sligo no not in Sligo no that's in that's no, in Newtown Forbes uh, Roscoe the Srugal River Srugal River on the way to Boyd is it Srugal River <laughs> give me an answer Sligo. in Sligo in Sligo ah! just found a fad there Says, there's a sign for that too. Clearly passed that on the way home today as well. Bertie, uh, uh, Cod Almighty, fishmongers. Cod oh, Almighty. You see, that could be one. There's a few fishmongers about the place now. Not in Sligo. Uh, you're correct. Killy Bags. Uh, Ross, Argue and Fibs, solicitors. <laughs> Argue and Fibs, solicitors. Not in Sligo. In Sligo. In Sligo. Oh, I'm In Sligo. Uh, just there beside T Mac. Sorry, yeah. Thing, it? In the solicitor district. Solicitor um, district. Murty, um, Harry's Hugs Daycare. It's a children's daycare centre. <laughs> Not in Sligo. Not in Sligo, no. <laughs> Ross, Ballantrillic. <laughs> Sligo. Yeah. What? <laughs> <laughs> no, you'll take the game, yeah. Yes. <laughs> um, right, lads, we're down to two each. Like wrong again here. <laughs> um, I was I'm two ahead anyway, mate. Two ahead. Is yeah. it Murty or Ross? Murty's two ahead. Oh, sorry. It's me next. It's Murty's go though. Yeah. You can banter. Yeah. Um, yeah, Murty. Um, curry granny. Sorry. Curry granny. Spell it. C u r r y g r a n n e y. Curry granny. Not in Sligo. Right, Longford. I thought you might have fallen. That's game set and match, is it? Uh, yeah, it depends on that. Should we, we play the better, anyway? Yeah, Ross, uh, Larry's Lane. Inside us. No, another Longford one. Uh, <laughs> thank Sean McGooey, who sent them four Longford ones in. Razorbread Alley, Larry's Lane, Curry Granny and Katmandu Cattery. Murphy, to finish up, I have one for you here. Knobs and Knockers. Yeah, uh, not in Sligo. No. No, that's in Longford as well. So, Ronan, I'm going to deduct that uh, Skipper Brown's boat tours. Um, <laughs> Even just, though I got it right, yeah. And you take home Sligo or not Sligo champion this week. So, what's the score? It's, oh, I'd say it's 3-1 to me. 2-2. Two, two. It must be 3-1 to me at this point. <laughs> it has to be. And some of our listeners who know what's going on tell us what, how, how we're going in that place. It's very enjoyable. Uh, a few crackers there. Kick my day. Joy Kitchen. Uh, Wolf cuts, muff cuts. 
<laughs> let us pray and the likes. Yeah. Um, back next week. <laughs> um, going to come to Shadow Marinades, are we, lads? That's yep. the one, yeah. So, hope our basketball listeners have kept listening. So <laughs> <laughs> yeah, those new basketball listeners. Shadow <laughs> uh, Mara coming up right now. Okay, lads, we're very happy to be joined by Shane O'Mara, head coach of Sligo All-Stars. Shane, you're very welcome to the, the, the studio. <laughs> Kitchen studio, yeah. It's great to have you, and we've been kind of rasping onto you a few times. We keep mentioned, trying to get you, but I think we've got you at the right time. Um, it's a very good time for Sligo All-Stars at the minute. We might go into that in a bit. You're top of the, co- the Northern Conference of the National League. Yeah, yeah, it's been a great year. Um, so we've one game left uh, against LFI 18 next, next week, um, but we've secured... The Northern Conference, so we're, you know, that was one of our goals at the start of the year. Was we we're hoping to, you know, top our conference. We wanted to win the league if possible and get promotion. So that, you know, so that's the first step done. So we, we were, we were actually safe as of last week, which was great. Um, so we just were kind of getting in, into playoff mode now. The Tulka Rovers win secured the top spot. Was it last? Uh, last believe, I think we were actually even safe before oh, right, that, okay. which was great. Yeah. yeah. Um, but at the same time, we kind of. We we didn't even tell the players to be honest with it. There were we we uh, we just wanted to try and keep the foot down for the end of the season because you know you just want to stay in that kind of mode. For, you know you don't want to be taking the foot off the gas at all. So top spot will give you a first seed, I suppose, in the the playoffs. So you'll play the fourth team in the Southern Conference. That's right. Um, yeah. You reckon that'll be one of the Limerick teams, Limerick Celtics, or yeah, it's very tight. Blue Demons have top their conference. Uh, then you've Carlo, and I think it's going to be either one of the two Limerick teams in and. They have a couple of games because of COVID that were postponed, so we'll be waiting for the results of those. Um, but it's it's looking like either Limerick Celtics or UL Eagles um, before, you know, and we'll know next week. And I suppose I'll, go, I'll switch to GA theory here for a second. You know, you have <laughs> league football and change football, and you've done your conference now, but does it become, it's real knockout. Is it a, is it a different type of basketball? Yeah, well, that's the I thing, think, I suppose. It's like the cup. The, obviously, yeah. we, we were beaten in the cup semi-final by Blue Demons. Um, and you know you just have to say like anything can happen in a cup game, yeah, yeah. and that's the reality for us going forward. Like you know, it's it's kind of it's a tough one for a team that's been so consistent. You know, you'd hope that the top teams top. Would, would would you know end up on the top at mm. the end of the day, but the reality is that it's a it is a it's a knockout situation and it's like a cup situation. Yeah, like you be caught by a team who might take, the team who come forward might think, oh, we having a great season, we snuck into the playoffs. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, there's nothing, to, nothing 11, to lose. Eleven yeah. or twelve and two record, and then it could all just go. Yeah, in yeah. Goal. And it is, it's, it's a tough, like we've, we've had that discussion, like it isn't possibly the fairest way to do it. And particularly this year with COVID, like you don't know, we don't know for next week, we, we could be down a couple of guys or the other yeah, team could yeah. be down a couple of guys and, and everything goes out the window then. I suppose I have to touch on COVID, I hate it. But, um, <laughs> Still there. I won't touch the bad bit yet. The good bits, I think um, there was a, such a long wait. There's been a great buzz since the All-Stars and the fans have been let in, I think, to the mercy. It's been selling out every... Yeah, week, really. Yeah, we'd I think we'd close to three hundred in there, like, and that's 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 about as close as we get to, to capacity. Yeah. Um, and you know, you can really start to see the new blood in the club. Um, the last couple of games, the younger kids are coming in, and under twenties are going all right as well, aren't they? Yeah, yeah, they're doing great. They're they're through. They have a home draw now against Kilorgan as well. Uh, was just drawn today in the next round, so of their league, so the league playoffs for them. Um, and that's that's it's great to be getting Kilorgan up here rather than the other way around. It's a long Jesus, trip. Yeah. Um, 
the COVID layoff then, basketball was one of the most affected sports, or probably the most affected sport in yeah. the country, wasn't it? Yeah, and it's ironic. Like we were the only, I think, the only country in Europe that that that, the, that our leagues didn't go ahead. Right. Every other league went ahead in Europe, um, which was a kind of was a shame for us, like you know. But um, and, and for the underage, particularly, I'm involved with the say the under 16s there too, and. Those kids really miss out an it's awful lot, you know. It's uh, elementary yeah, it's huge. Look, I, I'm I'm involved with those, and then I have the I have the Connacht under 15 squad as well, and you can see even across the the province, uh, you're dealing with kids who are physically under 16, under 15, under 16, but they're really still at uh, their, their basketball IQ is still at probably an under 13 and under 14 level at the moment, so that it's had a huge impact on mm. those kids. Could you I, could you have went? I noticed we don't not down on what. Some South Beach LA or someplace like <laughs> you couldn't have shot hoops outside or could like yeah. any, did you do any of that or did you go to any? <laughs> well, with the, Irish with the men's team, we 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 did a lot of stuff. Say last year, the, the year that when the season was about to begin yeah. and then it was cancelled, we actually did a lot of outdoor stuff between um, October up to Christmas, and the the lads actually bonded seriously because we we believed that we were going to be back in the January yeah, that yeah. time, and they were in great nick. Uh, we we've Lee Sherlock there from Ballester. I was doing the strength and condition with yes, us yes, and uh, Lee did an unreal job with those lads. And uh, it, uh, ironically, without the basketball, it was probably a great um, bonding session for those lads because even though there's not a huge gap in age, you still had little clicks of, you know, fellas who were 23, 24, and then you'd fellas down as far as 17. And, you know, they're not naturally going to bond, you know, with each other. But throughout that program, when they were doing the strength and conditioning, they were paired up and that's how they got to know each other. So I think it, it actually stood to us afterwards that they actually, everyone on the team kind of had bonded it in some format, you know. When you finally got in the court as well, I suppose the appetite was there too. Actually, yeah, play yeah. a bit of basketball. For sure, yeah. Um, yeah. How, I go to the local lads, I suppose, um, Keane Lally must be a big boost, not, not been with the GA at the minute, with Sligo. Yeah, oh, Keane is, you know is a great athlete, yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah. And and God help me, he's had a bad year in terms of injuries. He, he, um, he, he had a bad twist on his ankle at Christmas, just a freak accident, and it put him out for, for a couple of weeks before the Cup semi-final so he wasn't at full speed there and he's really only starting to come good now at the moment so at least we'll hopefully have him up at peak performance by the, the first game of the playoffs Do you have any uh, conversation with Tony McEntee? Um, I hadn't chatted to him no uh, no uh, Mrs. Calls Yeah and I'd say you know you know the likes of Keane you know I've watched him at club level especially like there aren't too many guys at his height no. You know, who, who, the county, no. who can who can do what he does with the ball in his hands and football wise, you know. But he's the same in basketball. He's just he's deceptively quick. Very quick, yes. yeah. Yeah, yeah. He'd be kind of that. It's it's funny because he was in the car with me the other day. We were only chatting about it. Sean Cavan actually uh, came out a couple of years ago. And he was saying that his first game was basketball, and he was, he, he talked about where his sidestep actually he learned it playing basketball. And Keane is kind of I would see Keane as having this like a Jaff Allen, Sean Cavan, and that kind of jink. With the football yeah. in his hand too, he can he can just create space for himself very quickly. It's very hard to stay in front of him, uh, both in football or basketball. You know, he's he's just one of those, as I said, an unassuming athlete. He's he's not the fastest guy over over hundred meters, but his first couple of steps, yeah, once get he, him where he wants to go. Yeah, he can get away pretty quickly from you. He's hard yeah, to get back. Yeah. And Oshin O'Reilly as well is. Yeah, Oshin is back in great form. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I suppose see these guys had all been away at college and stuff, and we were kind of. You're hoping that they're going to come home to Sligo, and they have, thankfully, you know. Um, and Oshin and Keane, particularly, those two guys have really stood up, and they, they love the club. That's the main thing for them. You can see that with them in conversations. They just love what the club has given them, I suppose, over the years, and they're passionate about getting into Super League now, and they want they want to get to the next level, you know. 
they have obviously winter clothes since they're what? Probably 10 or even younger than yeah, that. Yeah, I'd say about 10, 11 yeah. maybe. So yeah. the hope is now that you're such a good underage programme now, I know you alluded to it earlier, that mm. you're such big numbers coming up now that in another 10 years' time, there might be five or six of them lads. Yeah. <laughs> Not yeah. Just I, they were lucky, I, I, I suppose, because they were the first crew that came through. You know, the club had kind of fallen away a lot with the underage. Yeah. There was always a little bit going on, but it wasn't, we, we weren't really, there was no concerted effort really with them. Um, and that was the first crew that really got an awful lot of attention. Uh, and like, it was amazing to see, like, there, were, there was a number of internationals created out of a, of a group of, of lads that came through, two or three teams at a time, um, really. And it's, it's been very hard to actually replicate that for all the age groups to give them all that attention because yeah, yeah. they basically had any, any day that Glenn Monaghan was, was involved, myself and Glenn did an awful lot of work with them, say, when they're underage. Uh, and then we had, we had a professional guy in as well, Brendan Breel came in from New York. Uh, but those guys, got, they were spoiled for gym time and, and, you know, they were coached to within an inch of their lives yeah. coming up. Uh, and it's very hard to get that now because we don't have the court time to, to give to all the underage teams. But if we got one or two guys every year or two that could could reach the National League level, that's all you're looking for now. Of course, imports have been a highlight off, I suppose, the All-Stars over the years. Yeah. Um, two boys who are playing good ball now, Keith Jordan yeah. and Zach Powell. Zach Powell and Keith, and you have Jamie Hayes there. Like, Keith, in my mind, is probably one of the most talented guys that, that, that we've seen in really? Sligo for a long, long time. Yeah, uh, he's, he's freakish athleticism at six foot six. Uh, I think he's a state champion high jumper in, in, high, in high school. Like he'd, he'd be touching his elbows off the rim right. on dunks and that. And it's, that's, that's what puts bums on seats a lot of the time. Yeah, you know? yeah. And then outside of that, then you have Zach, who's only, Zach is only about six foot tall, maybe six foot one, and, and you just don't expect his athleticism is, is, is an absolute <laughs> shocker when you see him dunking the basketball, you know. Uh, yeah, they're two, two very, very talented lads. And then Jamie Hayes then is the other lad that's there. He's six foot six as well. Uh, and Jamie, Jamie is uh, such a hard worker. He's, he's maybe not as athletic as the guys, but uh, he's a bit more experienced. He's twenty nine years of age now. Uh, he's the he's the, the elder lemon in the in the in the camp, and uh, he brings a lot of experience with him. What is, what's the what's the goal for them guys? Really, not the goal, but is it a stopover to be picked up by someone else? Really, or yeah, yeah. Well, well, no, not these group. Group. We had had a program going with with the IT, but to be honest with you, we it was very hard that we we really the problem with the the program with the IT is that we couldn't recruit what we needed. No, so whatever, from one year to year, they're you know depending on our Irish players, you're saying like right, we really need a big guy, or yeah, we need a yeah. point guard, or you need whatever. But um, we actively started recruiting. Uh, as soon as the lockdown happened last year, after we were kicked out last year, yeah. uh, Glenn, Glenn has been unreal. Like Glenn Monaghan is just, he's incessant with stuff. He just chases and chases and he, he doesn't minor, know. The minor GA team as well. Oh yeah, it's unreal. He's just, you know, he knows, he knows that he, what he's doing is right and, and he's, he's great. He's so, he's so principled on it. Uh, and uh, so for me, for, for me, it's brilliant to have Glenn doing that. And then we, 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 we might look at 20, 30 guys, but... We whittled it down to, to, to those guys and um, we were lucky to get Keith, to be honest with you, because he had been with Temple Oak Super League and Keith has the, the talent okay, to go yeah, higher yeah, to a higher level. Already, already, yeah. Yeah. So I suppose to answer your question, they're, they're probably looking to get to back either... Zach is from, is from uh, Birmingham. He's looking to go back to England, probably to the BBL, where there will be more money uh, and you're playing a higher level, obviously. 
uh, televised games and stuff yeah, like Sky that. Sky Sports picked them up this year. Yeah. So I watched a few of them. Yeah. Cheshire yeah. Phoenix, I believe. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> there you go. You never stop yeah. on about them. <laughs> <laughs> you have all the posters and everything. Yeah, yeah. But, but uh, yeah, so that's, I suppose they do use it here as a stepping stone, you know, but mm. the, the good thing is if we do get promoted this year is that we're uh, a lot more attractive as, yeah. as, a, what, as a prospect. Yeah, what's, sorry, what's the difference between... Sorry, Roscoe. I was just going to say the criteria, like in terms of, like I know what us were allowed one non-EU person on the on the roster playing at the time, but how, how does it work for you in terms of how you can, people that you can have in your squad? <clears throat> so we, we can have there are category one and two players, you know, so we're allowed to have one American on the floor or, you know, it can be anyone outside of the EU. Yeah. It could be an Australian or whatever. You can have one of those on the floor. You could have any number of them on the bench as far okay. as I'm aware, but... You, you could have only one on the floor at a time okay. and then after that any, anyone who's an EU uh, member state then you can, you can okay. have as many as those as you want yeah, yeah. so some, some clubs have five, six in the Super League you know yeah. uh, and that's what you're dealing with probably a bigger budget uh, for some of those clubs and that's say competitive like Tralee would have a huge budget yeah. you know they're doing a great job down there and Donahue's driving all that Kieran Donahue's yeah. the, the driving force behind a lot of that the face of it you know mm. And just say things go right now in the playoffs and the Chiefs promotion of the Super League you do, uh, what difference or what would that mean to the club? Would it be a huge fill-up and a huge difference to Division 1 yeah. basketball, finance Extend chance to the Mercy Gym. Well, do you move? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Is it? Yeah. yeah. Sorry, I just asked you, Shane, we had just a question in from uh, Adam Scott out in Grange and he was just wondering, like, going forward in the future, <clears throat> what would you see, like, do you know, obviously you're limited in what you can have in the Mercy, what would you, like, what yeah. would you like to see as a what, what could happen for basketball inside? Well, I suppose it's probably the main question. Just Yeah, ideally, know. like for us, we, and we, it's been talked about an awful lot, is, is having our own venue, which would yeah, be great. Yeah. And you could, you know, it'd, be, it'd just be fantastic to have a kind of an arena yeah. that you have, you know, that could be set up for National League games and then maybe your seating removed for practice as a practice facility and have the three cross courts. I know that Killarney are actually building something similar at the moment, but it's just... Right now, for us, I suppose we're 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 trying to find court time because the underage programs or the academy sessions are so big now. Like we, we I think Fergal Kelly had forty eight under underage under twelve kids on a Saturday morning, under ten kids on Saturday morning for for a little mini blitz of our own. Um, he secured funding there for the sports complex, and they've three cross courts there now, so they're able to run three games at a time there, which is great, yeah. you know. Um, he's another uh, madman. He's runs the whole board in August and Johnson. Oh, like. stop! I don't know how he does it. <laughs> <laughs> he's, he's, he's unreal. He left yesterday. He, he was coaching that Saturday. Yeah, Sunday evening to do this, and well, yeah. Into the, into the oh yeah, yeah. Like, yeah. And he, he ran the the under fourteen boys yesterday. They won the northern uh, conference, the, the northwest league yesterday, and he went straight from that to coaching indoor Gaelic yeah. after us. <laughs> so I was on the phone to him last night. I met him at an under 11-12 girls match, <laughs> soccer match, yeah. on Saturday morning. Yeah. Saturday, two oh, I, think, I think he's a few... No, dark. he wasn't involved with that. <laughs> There's a few clones of him going around or something. <laughs> I don't think it's the same Fergal Kelly. But yeah, yeah, he's doing great work. And that, that's the reality, I suppose. It's the same in every every sport. You know, you have people like Fergal doing all that work, you know. But I suppose finance, you just mentioned there, I suppose the dream would be your own arena. Yeah, but yeah. Because finance is there. It's, 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 it's mad. Sticking. Yeah. yeah. But, to build but, in but in we know him. Yeah, we had Marco Cherry on here. Yeah, and we're a live show now. We'll see. We'll it yeah. into his ear and see what he thinks. Yeah, I, I know that. See, we've our chairman there, Jim Jim Lawler. The McSherry Arena, sorry. The McSherry Arena. Well, that's, that's it. You know. I think there is an awful. I, I wouldn't be privy to a lot of the stuff that's going on in the executive, but um, there is a lot of talk about you know hoping to find our own 
kind of venue of sorts, uh, you know, even to get into bed with somebody else um, and figure something out because that's the reality. If we, our, our numbers are growing towards 500 uh, members, you know, Jeez. players. And it's, it's, it's class, you yeah. know, we're 2006, we'd, we'd 10, you know, <laughs> you know it's, 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 it's unreal how much it's grown. But I think things like that documentary on, on Netflix with The Last Dance with Jordan Massive, has yeah. just brought a resurgence of, of basketball. People even that were friends of mine who had no interest in basketball came out and said, oh my God, we didn't realise if we had known as yeah. teenagers what, he was, what was going on there, uh, yeah, there'd have been more into it. It was a class documentary. Wasn't it was, it was. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Stepping and out of NBA, like, like watch, because I, I, I do find the correlation, I know St. Glenn is with the minors, I do, and Jason Sherlock's speaking with the GEA, mm-hmm. and actually, Jerry Monnan managed us with Clare back in 2014, and he was used to be on about in defensive kind of the shapes and that, and, yeah. Right before his time, to be honest with us, because yeah. we were like, ah, yeah. yeah. And then I started watching with the last one. I was like, fuck it, they're right. You know, just the defensive setup mainly. I'd say, oh, you know? yeah, yeah. It's just even the awareness positioning mm. and, and knowing, you know, how far away from the ball can I afford to be when I'm, you know, can I help on that? Can I can I cut yeah. off that run or can I can I then recover to my own man? Or that, that players recognise as well that he's left his man and I need to be the next, yeah. you know. I do, I think it's fascinating the amount of similarities here. Oh, yeah. Crossover that could be, well, yeah. maybe not Gaelic ways to battle, basketball to Gaelic, definitely. Yeah, I suppose you're making so many decisions. Don, he alluded to recently, some do- I saw him in an interview where I think he was talking about the number of decisions, you know, that you're making per game basketball-wise because mm. it's so intimate and the game is right, you know, it's in such a small space and you're involved in almost every play. Like, it's in some form where, in football, I remember myself as an underage player, out in Ransborough standing taking hailstones for five minutes and not you know the ball yeah, yeah, the ball doesn't yeah, yeah. come near you, you know? clock as well. you're always going to be on you're always has to be clued in like yeah, yeah. Like and I know people trying to get that in the GA but I don't, I don't know if that's how yeah. work with you the shot clock would be I think for me the more the, the better one would be the, the half court rule that say, just mentioned American yeah. Park yesterday yeah. Yeah. <laughs> the ball shouldn't be allowed back over the half yeah, line yeah. Uh, we were chatting about America just actually. Yeah. yeah it really it, it, I know there'd be an awful lot more turnovers and stuff like that but it'd be forcing guys to to, to at least, you know, to, to, to speed there. the game up a little bit, and yeah. um, because it has gone very, it's gone very sterile at times. Like I find it hard to watch some of the, mm-hmm. uh, you know, and I grew up absolutely glued to Gaelic football, and some games then you just you'd be falling asleep because you know the game. It's so hard to regain possession if yeah. you've lost. But the likes of the way Dublin played. Um, you knew they were going to get a shot. The only way you turn them over is to put it wide. The odd time maybe. Yeah. <laughs> well, it was funny because I actually I played underage with. Uh, international with Jason Sherlock yeah. and it was funny because we were in a group a WhatsApp group and one of the lads reconditioned all the old videos and put them together oh, and put them up digitised them for us and put them up and I sat down watching and of course the first thing I saw then was our offence that we were running that time was it was a, called a wheel offence and it was exactly yeah, it was just basically what, what, what Dublin are doing and that's that's where Sherlock's influence I would imagine right. in it is just you know the handoffs and all yeah. that's happening in, in the game now uh, I know that there were other guys involved too, but I would imagine Jason probably had a huge. Uh, he would tell you nothing. Yeah, yeah, yeah he wouldn't give you any insight on what goes on there. But I would imagine he he was he was the driving force of that team. He was the captain of that team, um, the point guard. But he was he was brilliant in that in that sense. You know. What height did Jason Sherlock be? Five foot seven, six seven. I'd say five nine at the most. Yeah, he's not he's not very big. But. E big fuckers ten like how? Yeah. Uh, he was he's just like killing for five nine. <laughs> he was he was phenomenal in terms of his bravery was ridiculous. Saturday, yeah. yeah, and like, I I remember we played the was it the Ukraine actually? We played in, in we were in Estonia and he got upended, he jumped for a ball and got flipped over and landed on his head. And 
he lay there, and this is back 1993, so there was health and safety and first aid and everything was out there. We were playing in an old... Magic sponge. Like, Estonia had only recently gotten their independence. Like, we were playing in an, kind of a, an old hangar, uh, and that's what the gym was in this... You know, it was unreal. with the smell of lead paint out of the place. And knock a horse, you know. uranium bomb in the corner. Yeah. But he, he, was, uh, he, was lying, he was out for a couple of minutes. There was no such thing as uh, concussion protocol or anything. The, the smell and salt's out. Yeah, but we had to drag him. We slid him off the floor. And he, he was there for a couple of minutes, like, trying to come to, like. And he came back in and played, the, like, the second half. He was, he was really as tough. And you wouldn't have seen that probably in, in the football. Yeah, yeah. You know, he was very much finesse in football. But he was... He was Really, really tough, teak tough, like as a basketball player. Touched on your international career, so yeah, tell us about it. Well, look at that. All the way up underage, was it? Or yeah, it was. I was just lucky enough, I suppose. Being, I was six foot seven at fifteen, um, and I was, I was a big horse of a kid, like you know. And that, that's the reality, you know. If, if I saw a fellow walking in like that into fifteen now, uh, you know, you'd be like we had Crouchy, um, Killian Gallagher, yeah. Came in the door one day and I said, "Oh, look at this!" And just tell him to hang out under the net. There. Yeah, and he, you can't, you can't. The, the old adage in basketball, you can't teach height, you know. And, and you, you, no matter what you do with them. Uh, so I was lucky enough, and yeah, and I made, I hurt my knee at sixteen, and I managed to get back for the under eighteen uh, European Championships that time. And there was no seeding, so we were playing all the top teams. Of it. It, was, it was a brilliant experience, but we were getting hammered yeah. in games. We were so small. Like the, the the reality for me was that at six foot seven. I was 16. The point guard for for the Czech was Czechoslovakia at the time was six foot eight, Jesus and I was like, "What?" Well, you know, I was guarding seven footers, and so we had no clue what we were coming up against. Um, and then I I'd played up as far as under twenty three level in World University Games. That was probably the highlight. Uh, that was, where, where were they on? That was in Magaluf. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> of all places. With two weeks, yeah, two weeks in Magaluf. Imagine. What age were you? And the whole, like, say the, sta- the standard was ridiculous. All, nearly every other country was, you no, know, we had, like, some Michael Bree from Sligo was playing for us, but every other team was, like, there were NBA prospects. The whole American team was, they were all ready to go into the NBA. They were, like, they all played in the NBA after us. We played in Mexico, and there was two guys who played in the NBA after that. It was a fellow seven foot two, uh, Horacio Lamos, and another guy, Eduardo Nahara, both played for the Phoenix Suns and the Dallas Mavericks the following year, like, so that's what we were looking at, but we were just kind of happy to happy to be there, you know. Um, happy hour. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> the old Samba Wells. Yeah, but it was an amazing I'd experience. Say that's yeah. yeah, it was a great. Time. Time. Memories we, are hazy, memories are light. Yeah. Well, we remember the first week anyway. But we were once the group stages were over, we were out. We just got to enjoy the the rest of it. But it was like it really was the Olympics for university. Mm, you know, you had Olympic standards for track and field. We were down watching, you know, when you're watching the hundred meters and all that kind of stuff. Because I, I used to throw the shot put as well when I was younger. Uh, love going down to see that level of, of, of uh, athleticism. Uh, and we had an open ceremony that was, you know, the, the arena was, the, the stadium was packed, jam-packed. Um, uh, and it was, it was just, it was a great experience, like, you know. Jesus, yeah, that sounds unreal. Marty, you have a few more questions in there, yeah? Yeah, well, just one of the ones as well is, um, yes. you're on about your 10 numbers in 2006, and now you're up closing towards 500. Yeah. Um, so, like, it's, you know, there's obviously been a resurgence now, but, like, basketball used to be massive in Sligo. Mm-hmm. I remember going to the sports complex when I was probably, you know, 10, 12. It was, it was massive then. So yeah. what, what's kind of kick-started it back up again, do you reckon? Look, I suppose we, we, we've we grown it organically, you know, that we knew. So when I was, Fergal Kelly had been chairman and 2006, I think we won, yeah, 2006 we won uh, the Division One Cup. I suppose that was that was the group of guys 
Fergal Kelly and myself, Ian McMorrow, who had come through the ranks from underage previously. You know, we had won an under-19 cup, 93. 13 years later, we had won the senior cup. And, you know, there just weren't enough guys around helping out, yeah. uh, putting, putting time into coaching. And we actually stopped as chairman. It wasn't a very popular decision at the time for, for I, as chairman. And I was playing as well at the time. Uh, we withdrew from national competition and we just focused on coaching. Okay. And, uh, you know... What year was that? Or, or, 2009, no. so I, I was quite young. You know, I was yeah. only 33 at the time. Did you, did you play with anyone else, no? I played with Ballina, oh, right. and I played with, with a team in, um, in Galway as well. Oh, I was going to say, like, yeah. tough, just give up your whole... It was, yeah, it. and it was just... It was, it was, it was tough, but we, got, we kind of... We put a lot of time into that, but yeah. we knew that if we didn't... Never, that, that, never yeah, yeah. yeah. There was nothing. There was nothing coming behind us because yeah, had, yeah. Michael Bree had been the the next guy probably, and you know Michael was off playing professionally. Yeah, yeah. So, um, but Michael and Ferris was a great help as well to us. Like he, he used to come home and do camps and stuff like that. But just at the end of the phone, he had had a, an amazing education in basketball. He he had where he went to college. The guy Bob McKillop, his head coach, was voted NCAA Coach of the Year two thousand and eight. He coached Steph Curry, who's the face of the NBA, or one of the faces of the NBA. So Michael had basically an honours degree in, in basketball yeah. coming out of there. Um, so And now he's a, he's a great job in, in Sweden. He's, he's one of the heads, head top guys in Sweden coaching basketball. Uh, so he was a great help to us. But yeah, it was, it was tough in that sense. The girls' side had been up and down and they had, you know, they, it was kind of, it was peaks and troughs, but we were never good together. You know what yeah, I mean? Yeah. There was no, never a time where the men and women's side were both... Uh, going well together and, and that's kind of the now the girls are playing catch up in a sense and they are coming it's all happening now you know and we're hoping in the next five years that you'll have hopefully enough for our national league team for women again um, but it's just it's been there's been an awful lot of volunteers and a lot of people getting back into it now um, but again it's just a challenge of finding coaches to coach all these kids coming forward like. and um, I'll go to you in a second where to be here I know just talk financially and the 300 club Yes. They try a big push on that, yeah? Yeah, it's great, yeah. yeah. Um, that was started a number of years ago when we, when we knew, were we five years back in the National League? Before that, so it must be six, seven years ago that we said, right, we're going to need that little bit of money to, to mm. put us through, you know? Uh, and it started, and there was a great push at the time. Um, and then, I suppose, it, it fell off a little bit. But in the last, last year, uh, first it was Jerry Monaghan and, and a few more of them, and Glenn, Put a massive push on it again yeah. uh, to try and get the numbers up because, like that, the three hundred club is is it's that that unseen money that you don't you don't yeah. you, you know when, when it's coming in it's great because it's just it's it's invisible money been pumped into the club and, and that keeps it keeps it afloat really you know. So there's another push on that now, especially with the with the new numbers you were saying coming in. Yeah, yeah. If well, it'd be no reason we, Yeah, it'd be no reason it couldn't you know grow further and further. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So that's what I was getting at. Yeah, so get involved. What are like five yeah, yeah. The prizes are great, and like in fairness, they are great prizes. Like you know, um, and you don't notice it's a tenner a month. You don't really notice that going out. Um, but it's, it's always a nice bonus for people if they if they win out of it. You know, exactly. So, Marty, we'll go to you. So, what's your? Oh yeah. So there's a couple of questions after there, Shane. Now, so um, this one came in from Paul Kelly. He's a regular there at the basketball. You always see him. Yeah, yeah. yeah. He's always putting up videos of Twitter out of it. Yeah. Uh, so he wanted to know. Do you know what happened to basketball in Ballina? It was the capital of Irish basketball in the 80s, 90s. Um, he said, also tell him it's been a pleasure watching his All-Stars all season, imports and all the locals, great to see. So Yeah, I suppose for Ballina, 
they probably made the same mistakes that we made, is, is that there wasn't enough em emphasis put on the underage to make sure that when the likes of Liam McHale yeah. and the likes um, retire, that, that, that they'd have something to replace them. Um, because their, their careers went on a long time, and Dior and Marsh there too, they went on a long time. I actually, I played with them 2007. He's still around Valaz. He's Dior? Around, yeah. Oh, yeah. Cult hero, isn't he? Oh, he's unreal, yeah. yeah. yeah, yeah. A new <laughs> set of teeth in the whole lot. He's a great. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. He, uh, Dior, Dior is one of the legends, the great legends of the game. Yeah. Like, Dior came here in the 80s. And there's so many funny stories about the that. Banana, like, yeah. <laughs> he's a half banana accent now. You know, he's, he's hilarious, but but uh, a lovely, one of the nicest guys you meet. You know, um, from from Ohio. Uh, but like, there was one one night where they went looking for him. He was playing playing twenty five or something in the pub with, with a group of old men. First first year here, uh, drinking pints and smoking fags. You know, he, but he was he was one of the. Freakiest, freakiest athletes I've ever seen in my life. Like Dior has scars on the top of his head from backboards and rim, rim, banging them up. <laughs> just ridiculous athleticism, you know. Uh, and he can still, he can probably still dunk the basketball today. If he's fifty something years of age, you know. <laughs> but uh, it, 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 were, it was absolutely massive, there, wasn't it? Yeah, it was yeah. Huge. Well, I was lucky. Dad, my dad got rest him. He he was involved with Connacht Gold. He worked for NCF, and he would have been involved with the the sponsorship of of Ballon at the time, ninety one, ninety two. That time when they won the cup. And I was lucky enough, so we used to get kind of front row seats. There were reserve seats, and there was nothing like it. That gym was jam packed. If you weren't there like a good hour before the, or two before the game started, you weren't getting into the gym. There used to be people hanging out of the, trying to look in the door. Like there's a documentary or something recently about that. Yeah, it's, there's one. It's done somewhere. I definitely listened to it. Yeah, and there's another one. We got game. It was it was one a couple of years ago, but there was one again recently. Did but change gym or something, or were the plant? Yeah. Had to, yeah, so they have one in the town the centre now. Yeah, the original Kalala, was in Kalala. That, sorry, that was it, yeah. And that was like, like a... Yeah, that was a big barn. Now, it yeah, looked amazing that, when yeah. it was filled. It was supposed to be unbelievable when it was filled. Yeah, this big barn in Kalala. Like. If you walked in there when there was no game on, <laughs> you'd expect a, a Charlie Bull or something to come around the corner. It, it, but there used to be a fella in the corner then with a big drum as well, you know, and that drum was just beating for it and it was like, Dior, the whole time. Every time Dior did anything and the crowd would go wild. But like... The, the, the likes of Tom O'Sullivan who played with Neptune is that he was telling me one day that he was inbounding the ball on the sideline and one of the fans was actually pulling the hairs of his legs while he was that's how that's how close they were to the action pulling the hairs of his legs and him trying to make a pass like, you know? uh, it was so intimidating to go in there you know uh, I played there a few times for, for Sligo but I played with, when I was in Dublin I played at a club there and we played there in the cup and it, yeah it really was intimidating to go in there when you weren't from Ballina, you know um, and, and a lot of the Americans going in there, and they had played a good level, played college-wise, but yeah. Yeah, it was just, it was a crazy environment to, to go into, you know. Driving out to Colorado, <laughs> yeah. Like, yeah, 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 it was a wild, a wild trip. Yeah, because it's amazing that we even would have known, like, one of the 90s, that basketball was this massive thing. Like, yeah. It was in the, all in the back of the mind. Yeah, he's right. That man there is right, though. Like, it really, it's a shame because there was such a buzz around Ballon as well. And Ronan, a great guy as well. You know, Ronan is, is he's... He probably came at the tail end of it all, did he? His he did. He did, yeah. And uh, I suppose for him, there wasn't a whole amount around him. You know, that's yeah. the, the problem, I suppose, that they had... They had... Um, if they had another few guys around Ronan... Uh, the year I played with them now, Ronan was... Probably at his, at his peak of his performance, and he got sick. Mm. He, um, so he was away for a couple of years. But um, yeah, and I suppose football was a major draw on him too. You know, I know uh, from you, I suppose. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. Because Liam, Liam would have come up through. I know that ninety one when John Mahon would have been managing 
or it would have been later actually, probably 96, was it 96 or when Mahan was managing them that time? Yeah. You know, I think there was probably more, he probably had, probably Gaelic wasn't probably as professional even then that there was more flexibility. Like Liam, Liam would play a basketball league game on a, on a Saturday night and we really played in a, a, a National really League football match the following day. Yeah. You know, you wouldn't get I away with that. I question on, on Liam actually from Mark Sheridan, brother-in-law-to-be. Um, question for Shane, could Liam have made it in the NBA? It's very hard to know with Liam. Like, Liam was so versatile, but... Um, the NBA is, is just the cream of the cream of the yeah. crop. Like it's, it's those guys are. I, I was lucky enough. There's a, there's a relative of, of ours coaches with the LA Clippers, and wow. he brought us over. Seth and my, my wee fellow went over three years ago, actually this week, and we spent ten days around it. And you just you couldn't believe how big and athletic these guys are. And he was yeah, just saying I, like the whole thing is it's it's all based on athleticism. And Liam at six or five, he could do everything here. He could play all five positions, he could guard all five positions. But the NBA kind of sometimes too is you have to be an expert in one. You know, he, he was yeah. definitely a jack of all trades, Liam, and the most versatile player the country has ever produced yeah. by, by a country mile. Um, but to make it in the NBA is, a, it's a, you know, first of all, you'd have to get through the college system, which he'd have had no problem yeah. playing college level. Uh, it's just whether the athleticism would have been, you know, both ends of the floor because trying yeah. to stay in front of some of these guys, they're... they're, they're you know, they're high jumpers, they're sprinters in any other, if they wanted to. Yeah, I was You're in New York two years ago, went to, the, went to the, the, the Nets, the uh, Jay-Z's team. Yeah. Such a production, like there was like, DJs out in the decks, like the entertainment in it. It was yeah. just and the, the, the product and the portage man, Irving, unbelievable. Yeah. But yeah. I have watched some of that. Not like, playing now though. BBL, <laughs> no. BBL stuff, I would. And I actually watched the EuroLeague as well, I enjoyed that. Yeah. Well, sports. the EuroLeague is more pure basketball. The yeah. NBA is very much... It's all the show and the performance. Mm. And I don't really, to be honest with you, I don't really enjoy, I've been at a good few games now at this stage, but I don't enjoy that game. I prefer the EuroLeague is more real basketball. I love the EuroLeague. Yeah, and it's, it's kind of more <laughs> relatable because you just can't relate to some of these guys who, um, like Steph Curry is coming across the half line and shooting, shooting well, threes. Is, like, I was going to say that. Um, to see, is he obviously seen the, see the video on viral during the week for the practice. <laughs> Yeah, yeah. But someone, there was a college game then around three days ago as well, and there was with six three-pointers three from near the half a line in a yeah. row. They just got it and threw yeah. it underwear. Sorry, some of the uh, basketball, <laughs> what's the word I'm looking for, purists yes. were saying, look what Steph Curry's done to the game. Yeah. Well, to say he's <laughs> had the biggest, probably one of the biggest, like LeBron James, obviously, he's mm. had 19 seasons. He had 56 points the other night at 38 years of age. Like, Jesus. just a freak of nature. Yeah. But, like, to put it in perspective, like, Le LeBron is six foot eight, you know, you're talking about the likes of Paul O'Connell, there's, like, there's a guy there, Blake Griffin, playing, he's six foot ten, he was 19, 20 stones, and in a dunk competition, he jumped over a car. You imagine Paul, you know what I mean? He's built like Paul O'Connell and jumping over a car. Like, you know I, mean? I don't know if Paul O'Connell could jump over a sheet of paper, like, and I, you know, in, on his own, of his own volition, but that's the, the athleticism is just, it's, it's, it's scary, like, you know, yeah. in terms of, you just can't, like even with Keith now in our, in our club, um, with, when COVID was hitting and our numbers were down, I jumped in a few, few nights to, to scrimmage yeah. with the lads. It's just it's impossible. You can't, you can't deal with him. He's just so, his first step is electric, you know, and uh, I know at my age, you know, you're not going to even try to compete. But you're saying, like, it's just, it's, it's amazing to see that extra level, another level up. And Keith is at, at our level. Those guys are another few levels above that again. Yeah, Curry's numbers aren't... Score how many three pointers in the past, and he hated this stage because yeah. he's just 
it's outrageous what he's doing. Yeah. Like, yeah. Good like, or bad for the game, do you reckon? Because I know you were... Well, I, I like... You know, I, I love watching him play. Like, there's certain yeah. players that you'd, you'd go and watch every day of the week. You know, and... and we we have this argument. I have this argument all the time with the younger players. Like they're all LeBron okay. uh, fans, you know. Where I know for me, if if I had a choice, it's Ronaldo of, or Messi. So it is question, is it? Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. Where where I if it was Michael Jordan or LeBron, it'd be Michael Jordan every day of the week for me. Okay. Uh, Steph Curry, I'd prefer to watch him play. LeBron. LeBron is like you know he's he's a monster of a man. Like he's eight, eighteen and a half, nineteen stone as a point guard. You know where normally it's the smallest guy yeah. in, in the, on the court. And he's he's able to just physically a lot of the guys and and those guys are huge anyway, uh, they can't they can't deal with them you know, um, so he he's able to bully his way around the yeah, court in yeah. a sense. But he, in fairness, his game is has evolved a bit as well. More nuanced now, isn't yeah, it? Yeah, yeah. Um, Second, Marty. Um, this was the game. That's my next lead on to like you see Gaelic just say the last ten years how it's changed completely, and then twenty years ago was a different game as well. Have you yeah. did you know that it's basketball? Oh, for sure. Massive changes you've seen since you finished playing, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Well, like, well, what would they be like? More, you know, for me, grow up. There were, you know, I was, as I said, six foot seven. There was no way that I was going to be allowed to dribble the ball or shoot okay. the ball. You're a rebounding machine, and you're, it was all the physical donkey work. Where, like, when you go across Europe now and you see fellows seven foot shooting three, shooting the three pointer, you've you've six foot nine point guards, and you know, like, it's amazing how the game has evolved, and it's a much more finesse game than before. The rules have changed in the NBA then as well. So it's it's the, the, the like where Jordan, if you'd watched the, the, the documentary where Jordan used to get hammered, the rules, say the, the Detroit Pistons rules was don't let him leave the floor, don't let him jump. Like <laughs> so he they clobbered him basically. They were so now they're protecting the players to make the game more attractive, I suppose, you know. Um the same in Gaelic football, you don't get away with the same, you know, there's no such thing as Paddy O'Shea. Yeah. <laughs> Denny Allen gets a, yeah, yeah. The, the, the shot. You're not going to see that anymore, you know, And uh, but the game is definitely, the players are much, much smarter. In Ireland, definitely the players are an awful lot more athletic, like nearly, right. you know, the, a huge majority of the players are able to dunk the basketball where, you know, it was a kind of a rarity for an Irish guy to dunk the ball in the 80s. Yeah. You know. That's smart to you, uh, well, another question. There's, there's one question left. It's actually a good, <laughs> it's a good, it's a good question to end up on. Um, so yeah. this came in from Tom Mooney in Lava, which I don't think it'd be a, a basketball, a basketball, a basketball <laughs> stronghold. But Tom wanted to know, uh, what is your favourite basketball film of all time? I, was actually ask that <laughs> I, I watched Scott's character last night in preparation for this. Yeah. <laughs> I don't really basketball film though but um, do you watch the Netflix The Malice of the Palace yes that's unreal yeah. like, where's the track down the guy who threw the cup and all like, that was absolutely brilliant like I watched that and you, all you could do your heart was broken for Reggie Miller who who, who missed out probably on a championship yeah. that year um, and retired afterwards you know he was absolutely robbed because they were they were they were primed for, for, yeah. for success uh, best movie yeah question, yeah, yeah the coach, <laughs> coach Carter is a serious one alright yeah. What was that old one when uh, Gene Hackman was the coach? <laughs> oh. You know, they're like a little side oh. of There was, <laughs> there was Hoosier, Hoosiers. Hoosiers. Yeah, 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 yeah. Hoosiers, that's a classic. Yeah. You wouldn't know that. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Indiana basketball. Like, see, I suppose basketball is huge in so many different states in, in America, but like Indiana is one of the major ones, you know, yeah. uh, where Larry Bird would have come from. You know? Yeah, that's what you want. Is it? Yeah, yeah like yeah. a small team from up yeah, uh, yeah. Affleck has one on Netflix at the minute. He's an alcoholic high school coach. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> and he, yeah. he can play any role. Oh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> 
Semi-pro, semi-pro. Jack, your favourite, yeah, isn't it? Yeah, Jackie Moon has to get a mention. Jackie right? Moon, oh, yeah. The, the, the moon shot, yeah. And even in Cable Guy, I don't know if you remember the scene out of Cable Guy, that was so funny with Jim Carrey, where he... he, he oh, he talks out... <laughs> he yeah. smashes the backboard, yeah, he, yeah. he climbs over the guy and dunks it. It was back to semi-pro. <laughs> like that, you know, Father Pat was the ref. Yeah, yeah, so you've yeah. seen some random, like, agricultural type fucking setups around when you're travelling around the country back, or when you're early playing days. Yeah, yeah. Like, do you know what... In fairness, back in the day for us, the refereeing, the standard of refereeing across, we had some great referees, you know, right. um, like there's a guy, Tony Burton, a lot of the guys who would have had a lot of international experience as well, you know, it's very, like, it's very hard to get uh, people to buy into refereeing in any sport now. This, well, you know, especially having to wear pants and run indoors. <laughs> I always wonder. Yeah. The referee trousers, they don't look too comfortable. <laughs> <laughs> too exciting trousers. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> They have a squeaky voice for a reason. You know? <laughs> uh, but, like, you know, I suppose that's the one thing that, like, particularly with rugby, you see the respect they get. Like, mm. you really need to have a tough neck. And, you know, and I suppose the rules, compared to Gaelic too, I suppose the rules in basketball are a little bit more uh, black and white, but it's still very much open to, to interpretation. interpretation at times. Like, there are games this year where the consistency is just not there. Like, you know, mm. week on week, you know, week on week. Uh, you know, it's, it's a foul one week, it's not the next. Yeah. And uh, it's very hard, especially for, for some of those refs, if they haven't, when the likes of Keith, that's with us, Keith Jordan, he's so fast and athletic, you know, that, that you know, he's not getting sometimes the fair, sh- fair calls from the referees. Yeah. He, like, he's getting held and pulled and dragged and whatever yeah. off the ball, anything they can do to slow him down. And I suppose that's the hard part for a lot of people when they think about basketball being a non-contact sport. It's actually... There's a whole amount of contact off the ball, yeah. and it's so as I said before, it's so intimate. It's, it's, you're fighting for an inch of space. You're not, you're not, you're not going to get cleaned out of it with a shoulder from from a fella running twenty yards at you. <laughs> but it's the it's the physicality of you know, like I I played both sports, but I know myself that I, I used to it used to take a few days to recover from some sure, of the basketball even matches. Under a rebound, all the elbows fine. Yeah. <laughs> elbows fine, and your shoulders for constant pushing yeah. and dragging. You know, it's, it's again, it's not it's not Gaelic football impact or scrum impact but it's it's the it's continuous yeah, you know yeah. uh, and that's that's the that's the funny part when people think it's non-contact because you're dealing with guys who are up on 20 stone you know pulling and pushing and dragging and in a small space it's it's, it's, it's physically them, draining even if you look at them jordan bits and all yeah. under the boards there the i remember watching man as a jesus he was a bit of a he was a tank defender he had played last year yeah, yeah. he was awful physical yeah. <laughs> i don't know if you've seen the guy zion williamson he, he's 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 only twenty. Is he twenty one now? He's in the NBA, but he's been out with an injury. But the, the, the guy is just—he's a, a monster. There's nothing yeah. as big as him in any sport, <laughs> and his athleticism is through the roof. Like you know, I don't know what weight he's—he's he's like—is he nearly three hundred pounds at this stage? That's amazing that there's twenty stone, nineteen twenty stone basketball. I wouldn't have thought. Yeah. That. I thought like. Well, Shaq was tw- 26 stone. Yeah, he was massive. <laughs> you know, 26 stone. Uh, it's ridiculous. And athletic on top of that. You yeah. know? He, used be, he used to be jumping and guys were hanging. He, he jumped bring, over he used a, a double-decker bus. <laughs> <laughs> I'd say now Shaq would be more likely to open the door and go out the back door. The other thing. He wasn't the most motivated guy, you know. Uh, I think that's it, lads. That was very enjoyable. Yeah. Yeah. Um, Shane, look, best of luck. I know there's a great buzz, you said. Great buzz of new, mem- new members and... 
Yeah. New fans coming in. We're going in ourselves soon enough, and hopefully you've uh, gone to the Super League this year, which you yeah, best of yeah. luck, Shane. Well, you're more than welcome, lads. Yep. You'll know, be great to see you in there now for the crap. Something on every fucking Saturday. I'm not talking about playing. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, I'm on board a playoff bandwagon. Yeah, I go. I'm not doing a playoff bandwagon. Yeah, well, we'll have the. The, the two home games we're away next Saturday and then hopefully yeah. hopefully when I'm saying two home games uh, two home that's games that's the reward for being top seed yeah well, you're, you're well we, we have to win the first one to get well, the second know, yeah. and if we win the second then we're finishing up in the arena then in the, arena. the final well, which would be great yeah that's yeah, so there's a great buzz about that bus supporters yeah bus supporters <laughs> yeah, yeah Shane thanks many for that cheers guys cheers, thanks thank man. so that was Shane lads uh, 43 minutes that went on good yeah, yeah good chat smooth talking started slow got better but very enjoyable okay um, we'll come back with GA there's a lot to catch up on since the last two weeks chance here for Jesse Sloyne can he score yes Sligo right okay so it's been a busy last two weeks since we're last on um, for the Sligo football se- senior footballer sorry um, their two wins from two has become two wins from four very quickly very quickly in the space of two weeks one week even uh, last Saturday in Thurless um a disappointing performance against Tipperary. Sligo were beaten. Uh, slow first half may have cost them, I think. Um, confidence was high going down to that game. Sligo were favourites, which I found... I find it peculiar myself now, I must say. Tipperary near 2-1, to one, like, uh, going from <coughs> 7-4. to four. Peculiar, like Tipper still tipped them as champions from two years ago, at home ground as well. Um, so it was disappointing, but... <coughs> Looking to bounce back yesterday, we were in the park, Marty. We were. It finished Sligo, 10 points, Cavan, 113, uh, led 6-2 at half time. Win the factor? Yeah, uh, that was a question, was it? Kind of, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it was a factor, yeah, yeah. We're, I think we kind of, but in saying that the wind was a factor, they got to 8-4 at one stage in the second half. Yeah, well, let's start with the first half, so. Yeah. Um, Cavan, quite lacklustre. Uh, physically had some massive big men but Sligo really um, I, I was kind of surprised well, they, they fronted up to them like I turned them over no, yeah. numerous times Michael argument failed he was wearing number 24 last year like he was a monster man monster. didn't really no. see him affect the game at all like, I think we said it to each other after about 25 minutes that I was actually impressed with Sligo's physicality with yeah them. and that was I suppose that was my worry and it has been something that I think they're trying to tighten up to definitely are they had Dara Cummins come back and go on McKiernan and Paul Kilcoyne and sweep. And I think Dara Cummins, I think, had his best game for Sligo in a while. That's what I said, yeah. I think it was the best game I might have seen him play for Sligo, definitely. Uh, I was very impressed by him now. I thought he'd done well. So the first half, um, Cavan <coughs> didn't really... They were very poor every just, time they went forward. Just didn't win at all. Yeah. yeah, did a few rash shots. While Sligo actually did make chances and 6-2 could have easily been 10-4 maybe at half time. Yeah. Um, um, Sligo probably de- definitely disappointed they didn't have at least... Two, if not three more on that, maybe. Mm. Um, it could have, you're right, it could have been 10. And obviously, Calvin missed a couple of sitters as well. But I think Psycho definitely going in at halftime just would have been that bit disappointed. Um, I put, played well. So played some, when, when they did get the ball in, like they played some, there were some lovely scores kicked in that stage. I think you've probably seen in the start of the second half where Calvin came out and were shooting from long range. Yeah. Maybe Sligo could have done. We were kind of disappointed as well. That's just looking the second half for Cavan could. Sligo we could have done. Alan Riley's last point of the second half showed that. Yeah, yeah. Uh, last point of the first half, sorry, showed that to put us uh, six two off. That was a great score. 
There was a breakdown in play there too. Do you remember just as he blew the halftime whistle? Sligo were nearly away at one point at that stage. Yes. I remember looking, there would have been five on three, which might have been a goal chance, but probably would have been another point just to have that you know extra point going in at halftime. But so I, I was impressed at halftime now. Are we trying to hit the inside men too much? That might sound silly because you hit the Maybe inside Maybe there was, but, yeah. But you know, Nine Murphy there and Pat Hughes, like, um, Cavan shot from 30, 40 years. But look, we're saying that Sligo missed the shots. They took from 30, 40 years, but Cavan got them. True. But there is a shooter there, Paddy O'Connor. He got a great score in the second half. Brilliant score, yeah. Carabine, uh, very impressed with him again. He's he's become a top class county footballer. Yeah. Um, very impressed with him now, yeah. yeah. Like, even though you go back to the Mule game last year, where we really where, look, we got a bad tanking. But he, yeah, so, well, it was him and Murphy really, that was yeah. the. Um, I think Murph's probably a bit quiet now. He, um, Faulkner, the fullback, is a very good He's player. very good player. They've a couple of lovely players, Kevin, They now. do, yeah. And look, they were also champions two years ago. I know it was yeah, a COVID yeah. year, and it might have been a strange kind of year, whatever, blah, blah. But they were still also champions two years ago, um, and they would have expected to get out of Division 4. And I was going to say to you, remember, you were saying you weren't impressed. I thought they're playing. A, they're trying to play a bit of a system because they know they're going to get the points no matter how they play, maybe. in this, And maybe not against Sligo, yeah, but against yeah. other teams. They know they'll rack up the 10 points they need or whatever to get promoted. So maybe they weren't that impressive um, at times, but they still won by six points in the end. In the end, yeah. Don't think it was a six-point game. Never a six-point game now, no. The goal, like, even at 8-7, well, I suppose we're probably jumping too far in the second half there with all that happened at the start of the second half right, with yeah, the so black card. Right, yeah, so we 6-2 up, and we started the second half pretty well as well. Yeah, so I think we, it got to 8-4 when it was still 15-on-15, 15 yeah. I think. Yeah, we got and we got two scores. And look, you've seen how hard Cavan had worked for their two scores against yeah. the wind in yeah. the first half, and we got two almost up within Straight five minutes. Match, yeah, yeah. So, and then David Quinn got sent off for an awful instant, didn't see it. I actually thought it was the cab man who's been playing, same as playing that, first. Yeah, yeah. I think the ref thought that as well. They, sorry, they were down to 14 first. No, Sligo... Look, you're looking at his black card first, no? No, I thought you were going to sent off. Sorry, sorry, yeah, yeah. sorry. But Sligo went down to 13 very quickly after that because we believe it was a, a case of mistaken identity. There was a... An old bollocks of a water boy from Cavan, I think, <laughs> chirping into Sean Carabine. Yeah. Carabine gave him a bit back. The linesman thought he was talking to him because the water boy was standing beside him, and that's why Carabin got his black hair. Yeah, and I that's don't just, think many people know that. No, and that's uh, that. that and, but because we were kind of saying like he mustn't have been talking to the linesman. Well, then. that's what I thought. That's yeah. what I said. Yeah, and that, that is a black card. You rarely see him given as well, unless you. Yeah, yeah. I'm sure you reckon you heard Rossi called. Uh, I heard that today, yeah. What word was it? A, a banker with a W at the beginning. Yeah, he called the water boy a wanker, <laughs> and um, we can say it here, Rossi. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and the linesman was taught that. Now, I suppose you don't call referee linesman that word, so that's yeah. why the black comes out because it rarely is come out for the abuse. No, no, yeah, no. I, it was we were kind of, but like for that few minutes, especially even I know it went to fourteen. It was fourteen and thirteen at that yeah. stage. But like he was such a huge loss to carry the ball into that win in the second half. Exactly, you know, and and when they were down players as well. Yeah. So then um, a mishap comes for a goal as well. And that's just it sucks the life out of it, and they got a point straight after straight that after that as well. Yeah, yeah, they did. Yeah, they were. Yeah, I mean, I still thought it eight seven though. I didn't think it was over. Oh no, well, do you know? Eight seven up. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> well, I know. Yeah, but with a bit of the wind, with uh, probably yeah, fifteen. It's you know, a factor, and you say with Carabine's ball carrying skills, like Keila Colley will able to carry two. Peter Laffey had a few great runs as well. Like, yeah, yeah. You would think we would have got a few scores. Two players down, fourteen thirteen. It's harder to block out the space down our far end. And that's why the cook kick from long range was like the goal. The goal was a freak, but it just it killed the game. It killed the game, man. Yeah, yeah. That was it done, and well, not done, but I knew. Remember, I think it went one nine to nine, and we said like, "Are we going to score twelve points in this game?" Yeah, he's getting three more points really against the wind. And they were it would have been tough to get a goal with the way Cavan play anyway. I would have said. Did Cavan look like getting a goal the whole game? No, no. no that, 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 I actually said it to you at one stage too. Was that you know Sligo for a team a couple of years ago who couldn't stop leaking goals? They didn't ever look like conceding a goal yesterday. I don't think. No, well, I said that, that, yeah. 
that was, yeah, that was the problem. Was getting, and I know they fronted up for 40 minutes, but then maybe the condition a bit come into it. We were turning over the tackle a good few times the longer the game went on. Yeah, I would say too, like, as you were kind of saying, I'd say like Kavanagh probably offering, offering, operating, it's just a different base at the minute, I would have thought. Like, I thought even the last 10 minutes, I know again it was 14 and 13, but I think this, you know, Saigo did tire a bit, you know. Yeah. Um, I I just think they were, they, as a team, I'd say Kavanagh probably a bit more forward on in their development. You know, as a team anyway, they were, you know, the they're kind of, as we were saying, there's two, they have two or three lads that you just looked at them and there was nobody like that playing for Saigo. Even Clark at six. Like exactly, yeah. Back. And yeah. even that fellow, you remember, who was the name of the fellow that went up and kicked the two points at the end to the cornerback? Yeah. He didn't start. Did he not? Oh, he, yeah. But he was, very, he was very good as well. Like yeah. so. I just, I, I don't know, like, I, there seemed to be a few people who were negative yesterday. I would have. There were, yeah. Grumpy old man, yeah. That grumpy old man had to go with John Carabine. Carabine, yeah. yeah he you couldn't know. have known what was going on. No, no. Um, um, I didn't think it was a bad performance. Maybe I was like six two at half time against Cavan. Like, I know it was a win, but we're still four points up. Like, you've seen teams with a win this year not yeah, yeah. up at all, like, because it's a different game. Fellas, hold on the wall, and we could have easily been a bit further up, but no, I think there's loads to take of that because. Still, I know you were saying there, Tip have gone ahead of us now, but they still have the play, Calvin, so something to give there. I, I, I don't think Tip will beat Calvin. I'm not sure where it is, actually. But Yeah, you just hope that... I think 10 points is very cheapable. Like the, it should come down to the Leitrim game the last weekend, I would hope. So it's London at 12 next Sunday, then it's Waterford away, and then Leitrim at home. Now, Leitrim will be the same, but as us, they, they will be hoping to be on... To be on, yeah, yeah. Going for 10 points as well. I suppose... Yeah, if... if like... Probably playing Cavan. I know it was originally scheduled for the second game, but probably play, you probably didn't want to play them early. Well, if we played them coming off the twenty-eight point to whatever win against Carlo. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, it's a bit more. Calm, the wind would have played looking faster that, that day. day yeah, definitely. Yeah, yeah. But you went down to Turles with six points on the board. It's a different. Yeah, you're going with a different. Because you're, but I just you just hope that like I think every other team in the division would probably be hoping that Cavan go seven from well, except when you're playing them, yeah, but that they go I seven from seven. Tipper is their only real challenge, I would think, now. Yeah. So they should. And that would leave Tip after losing three games, would it? That would leave, yeah. When they lost to Leitrim. They drew one. They drew one, did they? Drew one as well, yeah. So that would leave them last two. Tip on five at the minute. Right, that's where they're ahead of us. Sorry. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, they drew one game. They drew the first game against Waterford, no? Waterford, yeah, exactly, yeah. yeah. So look, Waterford's no gimme for us either. No, but I just, like, if you look at I suppose, technically, if Tip win all their games, it's not in sideways hands anymore. As you were saying, you'd hope they can. Yeah, because if beat London on Sunday, you know, and that that... I think we will. Yeah. I think London's. I know London are ahead of us as well, but I think they're not their bowling burst, but I think we've, we will have enough in the park to beat London. Yeah, and then, you see, it could, the, I know if two, like if three teams are level, it comes down to scoring difference. I know two, it doesn't, but like, Saigo will always have that that plus of the scoring difference with the score they racked up against Carlo. Yeah, so. Oh, look, it's still there. Like, as you say, three wins to get you to 10 points, you'd hope. Normally that would be good enough, but especially in this division, teams usually beat each other, you know? Yeah, I'm, um, I'm definitely on your side of take the pause out yesterday. Um, don't think in a small way maybe there was a chance missed I suppose the first half we could be further ahead um, but look it is with Calvin it'll be a team who'll go up to Division 3 next year and aim it for Division 2 straight exactly away. yeah, yeah. So, um, impressed with Paul McMahon as well and some great interceptions kind of last um, not last gas but he, the hand in just there and Evan Lyons continues to impress me I think he's I don't know he might have the Connor Sweeney he'd he, Tough day with him. He's one of the tough forwards in the country in Thurles, but I think he's he's in the makers, and he is already very good at the lines, and he's the makers a top class full back for years for us. I think um, 
the conditioner will come with him as well. Yeah, yeah. When he started two years ago, like, obviously very young. You can see the development of the gym, whatever, right? But I think he's yeah, he's very good foot uh, near full back line. He's a, a mainstay, hopefully. Um, there was good performances, yeah. I thought Peter Laffey done well at midfield. He like he competes with fellas who <laughs> yeah, yeah, <laughs> fair few inches yeah. on him, and he got a few clean balls. Uh, kickouts are sorry, this is not slight, it's a GA thing in general. Um, the game is just revolving on kickouts, yeah, though, it's isn't good, it? Like, it's crazy, yeah. Like, yeah. So I go fourth in the second half to go along every, I think. They were pretty much short with everyone it did in the first half. And Cavan seemed happy to let them come out with it in the first half. Yeah. Which was probably strange into with the wind. But he was forced to go along in the second half where they cut off either of the cornerbacks well, were picking up in the first half. If they let them go short in the first half when they have the wind, so you can funnel back your men. So that it's not Dead, it's on, yeah, yeah, yeah. Second yeah. half go man to man, so they have to kick long and then yeah, it's, yeah. and then it's facing your But it, it's deciding so many games, and especially this time of year when there is a wind, that's the thing. If it was a calm day. day with nothing and it was going both halves. Equal opportunity. It's it's a different game. So it's such a massive part of the game, and yeah, that's that's not even on yesterday's game because I, I was watching. Um, when I was working working today, it's <laughs> going on the road from Manorhampton to Carrick, and it was a schools game on. So I pulled in. <laughs> I know we were playing. Of course. Italian. But it was only under fifteen or sixteen this day, so I don't know it's juvenile or whatever. But uh, one team were well on top, and the kicker was just. That's where my point came from. Sorry, this is it. Only came to me now. The kicker was such a thing, like they were pushed and roaring and shouting at the keeper and he tried to go to the wings a few times, he kicked it straight over the sideline, then he went long, they were against the wind and it was broke back or fell caught it and they scored, uh, considering 2-2 out of four kickouts. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's the main part of the game. It is, it's huge, Luxon yeah. Has, uh, done it. So we look forward to London at 12 o'clock. 12 o'clock. Oh, I might even get up to a four game, actually. Um, yeah, we over at half one. Yeah, London have to fly home, I suppose. Well, they have to get home to knock from knock or to knock, from knock, what am I talking about? Uh, yeah, so... That's uh, that. Uh, the hurlers were in action. They were my lock of the week if we had one. I thought they were. I yeah, them against Mayo. And it's funny because when I looked at it, I wouldn't obviously like when I looked at it. I seen Zygo eight fifteen against Mayo in a hurling game. I thought, geez, that seems very short. But you I've would... seen a photo of a Mayo buck warming up uh, in one of the games. He looked like a pint man, and that stuck with me. And then later, but Sligo haven't been far away from any team they played. And obviously, yeah. an upper curve, and I think they passed out Mayo, but did. Hit four thirteen, like four, yeah. That's and I think that secures your division two B status. We actually had a, a roving reporter there. Um, Darren Norman was on the on the field for us, was he? <laughs> uh, he was for being anonymous, but you're like it's out now. <laughs> <laughs> Apologies. <laughs> so no, I well, yeah, no. Anyway, he, sorry, go on, easy. But yeah, no, just we had a run like Tony Kelly Lynch didn't start, came on late in the first half, scored two. Resource again there one more time. <laughs> <laughs> um, but yeah, no, Darren's just saying that between. Uh, you know, he's just kind of listing off the players between like the O'Kelly Lynch's, Kevin O'Kenny, Finney and Cawley, Patrick Foley, Mark Hannafy, and uh, Jimmy Gordon and Gold had a savage game apparently. So did it concede a goal, did they? Um, but anyway, they're um, they're. I think that secures the division two B status. Wake up this weekend, I believe, it could be in a semi final. In a semi final, yeah. So yeah, no, I think they're. It's as as we say, we 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 try and we try and get to a hurling game actually. I had a few last year. Yeah, their upward curve is there, and it's been shown very young team like. Yeah, yeah, and it's kind of. Do you remember like? Do you know, 10 years ago, it was backboned by Colry and Tobacco Curry, and there's only one Colry player and no Tobacco players. Do you know? Just McShelley, Paul Savers. Yeah. There's talk that Colry might never heard anything this year. I don't know how true that is now. Right. Heard that. Now it could be a complete fabricated rumour, but... Yeah, because it's, it's taken over on the west side of the... After that incident, shoot the crows, Ross, you mentioned before. <laughs> <laughs> never look at that trophy again. <laughs> Uh, yeah, West and Clare are still there. And Clare is well, yeah. No, sorry, Navon, of course. Navon, well, of course, yeah. Well, the O'Kelly Lynch factor there is yeah, the. Yeah. Another few of them on the way as well, you know. There is. And uh, well, they're good Gale players as well. But they're younger. Oh, what was his name? 
Sorry, I shouldn't know his name because he's won a kind of kind of minor title. Like one playing uh, in the wing group number seventeen. Oh, what's yeah? That's Ronan, is it? Oh, no, it's Ronan here. Uh, okay, ah, I, I apologize, but I, he's he's still minor this year. But Liam, I watched him play. Um, I watched him up in Bacon one day. There's two with the minors, and he's he's very similar to Tony. He plays actually, but he's he's got. I think he might be midfield for the minors this year. So uh, yeah, dynasty. <laughs> dynasty, yeah, that's right, yeah, yeah. Um, it's great to see. It is, yeah, and hopefully the beat will and get to a like a two B semi final massive because that's the highest we've ever been in the league. Is the two B. So long we continue the back to football for a second. The minors were bet by Cavan in the Ulster Minor Development League, um, two twelve to ten points. I believe that was up in Cavan. We did Derry next week. That gives them loads of games. I'm not sure why there isn't a Connacht League. Maybe, maybe there will be a Connacht League further down. But it's it's serious competition. Like Derry Minors have been no joke and yeah, yeah. Cavan. So it's a good um, stage to see where we are. And the twenties under Desi Sloy, Neil O'Hara, Con O'Mara, Paul Higgins. I forgot someone there. There's probably someone else in the, the team with them as well. Sorry, apologies. Um, they bet Leitrim in Clunacool. And a lot of the under 17 the last year actually played, they changed the team up a wee bit. Uh, so they're in the Philly McGuinness final now next week. They're waiting on the winners off. I don't know. I'm sorry. I'll double check. I'll double check. There's no, it's hard to find that uh, competition format, but they are in the final off the Philly McGuinness. Going well. Under 20. Yeah, going well. And. They would play the championship, of course, against Roscommon yet again. Uh, is it Roscommon? I need to do my fact checks. They play championship anyways the week before uh, Easter. So it should be on the Tuesday or Wednesday before New York, actually. And the next round is down for the next Wednesday. So, yeah, 20s, we have the end of the final. It's four, that's, that gets to a fourth game. So it's better than challenge games, but they've gone well so far um, that's about it oh no sorry switch the club switch the club you're, 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 you're I'm talking about this division yeah, yeah. yeah, you're yeah. so a new structure was put out uh, I know Port McEwen sent our email address we never check our emails we were actually invited to um, uh, a, a Q&A with Tony McEnany there last week oh for fuck's sake you want to see it the next day I think that's two or three you've missed <laughs> must turn notifications for that email yeah. address Park will be uh... <laughs> but yeah but um, the Q and A with Tony McIntyre. Well, great. it was just uh, a media uh, league so far. Press day, okay, okay. Yeah. Tony, Adrian McParland, Sligo. <laughs> <laughs> Tony, Ronan McIntyre, Sligo. Don't answer the questions people want to know, though. <laughs> um, get out of here, McParland. <laughs> <and the club. laughs> uh, bit of a bit of a um, re rejig. Um, so I said to Kieran and Benson, and I don't know what the other cup was called, Abbott Cup. You're a big fan of these. I, I, yeah, the warm-up cups, yeah, I know. So they're, they're going out the window, and it's going to go divisional. So, north, south, east, west. So, however many teams is, there's a group, or the league base, and the top two will go to the finals. So, that will replace it. So, look, it's going to bring, because I remember the old North Division Junior Championships, who's <laughs> feisting enough games. I remember playing against Eugene McHale and all back in the day when he was 16. Um, a shout out to him, actually. He was refing that match I passed by today, and wearing a woolly hat and short sleeve top. <laughs> but, um, so, like, for instance, in... The North, it's Calera, Mary's, John Cliff, Callery, Malosh, and John's. Like, so there's Pretty good games. Like, yeah, there's some. Mm. T- like, there's four senior teams there. Malosh, I put as a senior team. John's. No I'm trying to get the intermediate. No county players. No. Oh, okay, right, yeah, I didn't know that. Well, there isn't really, but there's an extended panel there. I think so. At the minute, so you wouldn't know. They might need a few games, but yeah. so it's just a warm-up league. So um, yeah, it should be. A few novelty games. Well, not novelty games, well, sorry. Maybe like novel games. Like Gales play Eastern Harps. They wouldn't have played them too much, I wouldn't say. Uh, Clunacool have moved, defected to the West. They've requested that. 
Um, so they went to West. That'll be actually good. The West, Pats, Farnans, Eastkey, Ennis Rowan, and Clunacool and Castle Connor. They don't like each other right that way either, do they? I don't know. Well, most of them... They would have grown up playing together, you would have thought, yeah. yeah. But do you remember last year in the minor... One of them dovetailed over the other to get to. Oh, the, remember the amalgamations were, fu- yeah. were funny, yeah, yeah. So, Pat's in a scrum amalgamation, passed by like. Well, passed by Eastkey and Vernon. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, so that's that. And then the league is back. I think there's going to be a rejig with relegation in that. Um, so I know senior, there's. You have eight rounds, there's nine teams in it. And championships due to start on the 14th of August. It's the week after the bank holiday falls, maybe. Maybe not the 14th, 12th, maybe. It's, the weekend, it's always the weekend after a bank holiday falls. So. Nice touch. Well, at least there's a plan there. The, the, yeah, yeah. The master plan was sent out, so it's good to know for lads. And there's a massive amount of games. Like, you're looking at... So if you have five games in this warm-up, just say, and then you have eight leagues, that's 13, and you have the really good five championships, you have four group games, and then you're either in relegation or semis, unless you're in third. Third, yeah. So you're looking at 16, 17 games. Same format as the last couple of years? Yeah. Yeah. The, so, yeah, the championship, yeah. So we're looking at 16, 17 games, which is rare enough. Like when you think of the game, not the games we played last year or the year before, so tough times. Uh, a lot of coaches earning their expenses. Why <laughs> 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 joking? Uh, right, okay. Uh, comprehensive Sligo to beat London next week, yeah. Yeah, oh, big time. And Herders to beat Wicklow. I think the ladies are in action too. So Sligo Kaboo. That that's not the coffee deal, <laughs> the boys. We're not going to talk with them. Um, Roscoe, we're going to come back with the rugby with you. He's made five, six, seven yards. The great bullock of a man, this fellow. <laughs> Gregor Townsend. Rossi, Ross, Roscoe, how are you? Um, all not well on the pitch in Hamilton Park? No, we're going through a bad old run of form there at the moment. Um, since we last spoke, we've been beaten twice, uh, away to Ballina in the in the derby, and at home in another Connacht derby to Corinthians at the weekend. So I'll start with Ballina. The score was Ballina 25, Sligo 15. Uh, pretty fired up uh, performance from Ballina. They really wanted it. Um, it was their season, you know, was on the line for them in terms of their positioning. Um, but then again, it was it's pretty much on the line for us as well. But where we are outside the top four, so um, very good Ballinaa performance, and we we were we were very subpar. Uh, didn't get going. Uh, first time we've played in the four G pitch properly in a long time, and uh, we actually probably went into the game thinking it was going to suit our backs a lot, and that we you know we get good good purchase on it, but um, we just couldn't get a foothold in it. Our, our forwards just couldn't seem to get advantage and. And we made a lot of mistakes and compounded errors. Um, that said, though, we're, there was an outrageous wind in the game. And um, at halftime, we had a, a penalty in, in, in front of the posts. They had a player in the bin. Uh, we kicked to the corner and lost the line-out. Whereas, you know, potentially if we'd taken a scrum, I would have backed ourselves to score. And we would have gone in at 10-15 at, at halftime with a, with, with, a, with a hurricane to play with in the second half. But... The wind doesn't always win you games, and uh, that was the case with us in the second half, and Ballina scored, scored first. Um, we did have some good attacking in Endeavour and scored two tries through Hubert Clavary and Cal Goddard, but um, just uh, didn't, didn't go well. Ballina were, were deserved victors at 25-15, so um, poor performance. Bounced back. We had a good week training. Uh, we had a couple of, couple of our men back. We, our injury list is finally starting to clear up a little bit. Um, Pedro Bengalo, our, our big tight head, has been a big loss. You don't win a scrum, you don't win a game. Um, that said, Cuba's uh, done a fantastic job at tight head, but when when you have your tight head properly in 80 minutes, it's 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 just never sustainable. And we really could do with a bit of bit, bit, you know someone to be able to come off the, the bench in the last 20 minutes to, to keep things going. Um, but hopefully now he's back this weekend after his big 
bad gash he got up against Belfast Harligans. Worse than a bad gash. That was horrible, yeah. So look, he's, he's running and training, he's doing fitness, he's, he's rearing to go, so he'll be back for this weekend. So last weekend we played Corinthians, who were second in the league. Um, Corinthians and the form, probably the form team. In, this was going into it really must win. Must win, absolutely must win. Because um, you were 10 points behind the playoffs with a game in hand going into this, yes. I believe. Yeah. Now we're, we're, we're not far, we're still in the same position. I'll go through that after this match. Um, so this match was, was actually probably one of our best performances of the season. Played really well. Um, I scored a try in the first five minutes, which uh, linesman, Connacht linesman disallowed. You said we were in touch, which was... I'll just show you the, the clip there, or you can have a look while go. I keep going, yeah. <laughs> um, so the, we got off to a firing start. Ewan Brown was back from injuries for the for, for first time since his, uh, since his surgery, and he actually got a man of the match performance from Ewan. Um, we played quite well. Again, it was just before, at the stroke of half time, we're, we're... What? Yeah, didn't give it. <laughs> Clearly in touch by, by so much. A crossfield kick, a belter of a try. Ah, uh, no. Yeah. Um, just have a look at that. Great. Yeah. But look, listen, this can't, can't change that now, but frustrating, you know. Um, anyways, before halftime, we were well in the game. We just scored a try to, to go in front. We dropped our restart, gave away a penalty for an accidental offside. They kicked to the corner. Now, the Corinthians mall was something else. They, they scored two other tries from their mall. And they uh, Oren McNulty, fellow who's played a couple of games, Connacht Seniors was playing, and Cahill Ford, Irish 20s fellow, was... Quality. He, he, they had some really good players now, but it's a ridiculous decision. Sorry, Ross just yeah. shows, Ross just shows a clip of a try that's just low for offside. I mean, you know, put that on your Twitter page or something. No, no. I, well, look, we'll see, it's done now. You're knocking the points back. But. The same linesman as well also gave came in uh, gave a, a yellow card for. So there was a, a uh, there was a, a, a three v two and one of our players, Carter, uh, Philip Carter, same player, tackled the guy. Ball hit his arm like genuine tackle. The ball hit him. And a uh, referee said it was, the linesman came in, said it was deliberate and gave us a yellow card right. as well. Respect like. the ref, respect the ref, okay. Yes, of course. So anyways, look, um, we, Corinthians won the game 28-21. We got a kick of the last play to get a losing bonus point. So where does that put us now? The league table, first place, Greystones, 58 points. Second place, Corinthians and 51. Belfast Harlequins, who've just kind of snuck in, kind of from mid-table into third place. On Dewhurst, boy. Dewhurst will be happy. Dewhurst will be happy, man, yeah. <laughs> uh, Wild things in Dermore Park. Um, Wanderers are 4th on 47 points, Blackrock 5th on 44, and us 6th on 37 points. We do have a game in hand this weekend against Blackrock. Has to be a 5-pointer. It has to be. Well, look, we just, yeah, it, it, realistically, it probably does have to be a 5-pointer to, to have any chance. And we're looking for, now we do have to play Wanderers as well. You'd be hoping, they're realistically the team we'd be hoping to catch. So we do, we do have Wanderers to play still. You're ten behind them. Yeah, ten behind them. Yeah, like the way this league has gone as well. Everybody's beating everybody. Like the, the, the Wanderers could lose to Dungana next week or Malahide. It's the way it's been going. How many games have we lost in a row? Sorry, not to just bring uh, yeah, up the so bad wounds, but it's oh, four or lost, five. Uh, we've lost it's since Greystones. We've lost to Greystones. We've lost to Ballina. We've lost to Belfast Harlequins, and now we've lost to we've lost four AL yeah, games yeah, in a row, yeah, yeah. and we've lost our cups, our cup semi final as well. So. Um, now there were encouraging signs at the weekend. Our, our backline did get going, and now we do, fortunately, have a lot of guys back this weekend. But we need to win this weekend. That's simple. simple where, where is that now, sir? That's in Sligo this weekend at two o'clock. So actually, it'll be a, a good feast of rugby. It'll be a cracking match because really, Blackrock have to win this game as well. And there's no love loss between the two teams as well. So yes, big yes. game. And the Ireland England match on in the club rooms afterwards, so yes. you'll get your fill if you come on Saturday. Might might go to that, yeah. Yeah, no, it'll be a good one. What has happened in the the juniors? You've been relegated since your last. You've been talk relegated us. since we last spoke. You got yourself a try though. I did get a try. Yeah, Re reeling back the years. <laughs> <laughs> I wasn't. I wasn't even meant to be playing, and 
train, managed to train Friday night and then by the time Sunday came around I, I bloody started and after fellas popped out so yeah look it wasn't enough um, lost 21-14 down to J1B so that's a re- rebuild process starting there um, it was a good performance I just ran out of steam um, could have done with a, a bit more impact we, we didn't really um, could have done with a bit of experience to come off the bench because um, it's a tough slog that being a senior second team playing in a senior league is, is, is tough work um, so we actually the juniors played yesterday in the Connacht Junior Cup lost to Monabay again now we enter into the Connacht Plate you love that the Connacht Plate, plate. Yeah. we actually are the holding champions of the Connacht Plate <laughs> <laughs> so we have a bloody trophy to defend so, fucking um, FA Vars yeah. <laughs> Johnson Pink trophy it's there. worse than that it's <laughs> fucking non-league so uh, yeah actually look three games in it uh, trying to rally the troop now get a couple of the a couple of old heads in and play those three games and try and finish the season off on a high. It's finally being a sports girl as well, won't it? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so any sniff of a medal now will be a few lads crawling out of the woodwork. So, um, like, well, it's not. It's not a. It's a team that isn't far away from being a decent team at that level. So we'll, we'll see how that goes. Um, hopefully, finish the season on a high. Um, your beloved grammar qualified yes. for the senior cup final. <laughs> they bet the Marist. Um, <sighs> so that, I wouldn't say it was an upset. Like they just, they, they seem to always just knock out tight games in the semi-finals. Um, they're, 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 they get to a lot of finals the grammar do um, it's, they're playing the Jazz now in the final the Jazz just know how to win that competition they're, you went by and watched the, that was the match it must have been the semi-final I didn't, the, know, I didn't know how to win no, I, wasn't. I was at the school I was working next door in a cafe cafe yes and um, the buses and buses of fans Jeez, the whole school was went there, but they were all in full rig out and face paints and everything it was just yeah. thought it was fantastic to see yeah so that, 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 their final's coming up now um, our under 18s won at the weekend 1918 against Carob in a, in a, in a quarter final and the Summerhill Grammar Junior, junior called off. semi-final called off last week um, it was Covid I oh think. right oh yeah. yeah sorry that's still about um, and then so it is fixed for this Thursday I believe um, so that'll be in the rugby club this Thursday right. Probably around half twelve, and I might just say, uh, touch on that. Uh, it's a fiver entry, and the money's going to the Ukraine. Correct. I think. Yes. Oh, nice yeah. touch. And there's a bus going off from town as well. Like so. <laughs> so look, yeah, that that'll be that'll be that'll be a good game. It's good for Sligo. I've always said it every single year that there's two a grammar team and a Summerhill team that are equal level. It's always the senior team pays dividend then because they push each other and they just seem to come through into their senior team as as better players. So it's it's, it's right. whenever them teams are at their best, it's ultimately great for Sligo. So. Best of luck to the, everyone playing on, on Thursday and, and indeed to the grammar in the final as well. So mm. that's it from rugby. Hopefully the next well, you time. You were heckled, were you, at the game? At the weekend? <laughs> <laughs> you didn't have to bring this up, did you? <laughs> <laughs> I didn't hear. I want to hear the story. Uh, there was a couple of the Corinthians boys yahooing at us and the, the old boys, they're smoking cigars and everything beside us. Like, and uh, and uh, just whenever they were getting on top of the game, like they were just deliberately coming down into where we were standing, peacefully, I may add, and just roar and just just verb just just words yeah. like you know a verbal diarrhea like just trying to antagonize us i didn't say anything too harsh anyways but i just you know told him politely to just you know move on like f off <laughs> but they're actually smoking cigars yeah he turned around to me the cigar looked at it pulled out and goes that's a lovely sligo accent you have there and then walked off all smoke Fucking I, was like, ass. I was just like you absolute wanker like I, I saw absolute red so I did and then I had to just turn around I mean, Dominic Story was wetting himself laughing because of you how angry I was <laughs> and I had to centre myself and I just had to I had to have a big talk with myself don't bite back don't snipe don't go the back the long grass Roscoe wait in the long grass yeah so I had, to, I had to leave it so anyways we'll see you boys again and we'll see you again what's a Corinthians Galway accent I don't know. I, I can't think of a posh Galway accent. No. no. Where would they be best? 
Taylor Hill probably. It's only possible you go. I can still bloody smell the scent of the cigar in my face now, and it's going to try. Next time I smell it again, I'll see red. Some fellow will get trolled. All right, what are we at? Going to the Rovers and Junior Soccer. Uh, okay, we're going to start with the Rovers, Murty. Um, you were in, we'll go to Derry first last Monday, I suppose. Yeah, uh, I it suppose. 2 0 alls. Yeah, we were. Uh, well, yeah, we were. Well, sorry, we were, by the time we, we went and had the Pats game the last time we talked, so I suppose oh, a good, yeah, good win to, after the game was cancelled, a good win to get the season off start. Yeah, I went to Derry on uh, Monday night, was it? Um, yeah. They, yeah, good, good, it was a good game for the all, actually. Uh, Derry definitely had the better of the open half an hour. But they were like, uh, I seen them described as like a uh, a rope dope boxer where they just punched themselves out after like half an hour. They didn't, like they were sensational like, for the first 25. I thought it was going to be all sorts of scores. But after that, like they didn't really create a whole pile. Rovers probably had two, the two best chances from 30 minutes to 90 minutes. So, uh, but a good point up there, I think. So that's kind of, yeah, it is a good point because they're either top of the league at the minute, actually. Yeah. So that's kind of old news. That was last week, but Saturday night in the showgrounds. Um, you were there yourself. I was in the showgrounds Saturday night, yeah. Um... Probably a fair result, but maybe also could have shaded. We shaded. We'd better team, I would say, definitely. Definitely shaded, all right, yeah. Uh, I, I know the, the main talkaway, I think, coming away from it was the pitch. I think everybody would have to, yeah, have to well, mention yeah, it. Yeah, I've that written down now in a few minutes. Because, <laughs> uh, uh, I suppose, yeah, the game, uh, yeah, there wasn't a whole play in it, but I did think that we were probably the better of the two. Keane had a few chances near the, on the, just the right-hand side of the box, just yeah. the second half. That one was that one close, the one he yeah, pulled wide. Yeah, yeah, because we from, we were at the far side, so you don't know looking back on it whether it was or not. Um, but Banks was obviously unlucky with the header. Banks very very unlucky with the header. Yeah, um, yeah, we caused a bit of damage on that right hand side. I thought. Yeah. In the second half, because in the first half, I know there wasn't much joy when we got <laughs> seemed to get stood up a few times on the right hand side and kind of play trying to kick a ball off a fella for a yeah, 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 yeah. Nothing was really happening, but I thought we were definitely the better team. Um, no, they, they, there was a goal scramble and all had with about 15 minutes left that was yeah dude, and that was actually it ended up making a great save yeah. on the ground from it it was uh, you, like from ours where we could obviously see because we were on that side of the ground yeah 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 no and it did uh, there was that scramble and it was one of them games though that you could have snuck you also probably could have lost you know I thought at some a couple of stages in the last 15 minutes and Doc just without creating that much power that scramble they just looked, they looked threatening yeah they looked you know? a bit more of football in the game I know it was late to yeah get it, but the, they did look a bit better as it went on. And um, so, yeah, I suppose the pitch has me. Oh, sorry, you have to first eat your words on Paddy Kirk. On oh, Paddy Kirk, a great game. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. There's no eating my words here. <laughs> yeah, very good, yeah, very good game, didn't he? Yeah, he made that. Uh, I think everyone appreciated that tackle on Robbie Benson in the first half. Yes. Um, no, he was solid. Um, been impressed with the signing so far. Like, well, you know. like down here as well, squad depth. And people were worried about all this and that when Johnny and John Mahan left. Yeah. But I think the signings have really brought a depth to the, to the squad. Well, Nando's had a sensational three games since, mm. he's, since he started. He's been very, very good. Him and well, Gary Buckley's like a gazelle back there all the time. But um, the two of them have been exceptional. Um, I like the two wingers. Uh, I think there's probably a bit more to come from both of them. Keane's uh, had a good start. Keane's had a great start. Great start. You see, I suppose the problem was is that we were worried about goals. We were missing our first, pretty much our front four from last year. Yeah. Um, and I think the worry was going to be where would the goals come from. Uh, now, Keane had a, it, the first night was exceptional against uh, Pats and didn't see a whole lot of the ball in Derry. Still created one good chance just after half time for himself. Uh, and then I thought he was good again on Saturday, again without probably. Well, I'll tell you one thing he does, and it's not criticism from your but he, he's hunting down lost causes. Lost causes, yeah. He puts himself about. Power and pace. Exactly, like, yeah. Um, I don't think. I think that the Dog Boys got a bit of a hop a few times where, like, 
not strolled around the back, but the ball would have caught him and said, oh, knocked his left. He's Peter talking about was fucking he was gone. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Done it a few times in the second half. And it just puts them under pressure. And especially with the pitch, which whoever shite is, but when it's going against you, if you're putting the ball back to your keeper in that pitch. You couldn't, yeah, yeah. Oh, anywhere, 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 yeah. And that keeper was very unimpressive, I thought. He couldn't kick the ball. He couldn't kick the I doubt he got a kick past half a line. No, I'm going to give him the benefit of the doubt over the pitch. Okay. Right, let's go to it. It's in bad, bad nick, and it's the talk of the place. It's the talk of, yeah, it's the talk of the fucking league, I think, at the minute, because Stephen O'Donnell had an awful harsh interview after. Now, he's a bit of a fucking, anyway. Yeah. Um, but, uh, yeah, look, it's it, it, it's definitely, I think it's a hindrance to the way Liam Buckley wants to play football for starters. Do you know, other teams can come down and say it's causing them problems, but I, the way we want to play football, I think it's definitely going to cause problems. I'm not sure what the problem is. I think I heard, I told that story about the sand yeah. the last time. I don't know if that was the case behind it. Now it will eventually going around as well, sir. Some sand. Yeah, it will eventually come good, but it's going to see more football well, this year. How is it going to come good? Uh, the, the, the women are playing there two o'clock on Saturday. Yeah, and, and, the, and the men are playing on, on Monday, Monday again. Yeah. I, I know I, there's all midweek to do stuff with it. Yeah, I don't. I don't know. I, I I don't. To be honest, with you. Sorry, well, I have no horticulture degree myself. But I would assume by the time April and May comes along that it will, yeah, know. you know. But no, there's going to be a lot of games till then. You're right. And it's going, to, it's going to see more football this year than it's ever seen before. So I don't know what's happened in the off-season that it's got like this. Um, hopefully it can be remedied because, like, <laughs> there's no backup, like, do you know? No. And I, I assume you can't keep calling off games on a, a pitch or the FAI to be coming down, you know. So I don't, I don't know. I just hope that, again, like... You know, even if we're going to talk about Monday week against Harps, Harps will love coming down to see that pitch. You you know? so, yeah, and like yeah, if we're going to try and... Now, they've actually signed a few more footballers in fairness from this year, but I think that they'd be a lot happier than us. I, I, I think it's just going to hinder the way we want to play as well. And just, yeah, it, I, don't, I don't know what the problem is behind it. I haven't seen a definitive answer of why the pitch is so bad this, this year compared to other years. I don't think it's been an over-harsh winter, um, but you'd expect on the first night of the season. That was last year's paper you're reading. This is this year's paper. <laughs> what are you talking about? But um yeah, it's yeah, it's and but it's a shame to come out. It is, yeah. Having taught you know I think we win that game if the pitch isn't good next I think so, yeah, yeah, yeah. And then talk to all they want about what they would have done, no. but you know, it's nonsense. And it's just a shame because it was a huge crowd there. You want to keep these people coming back. And probably, you know, you're really better off if you lost three two, you probably have more chance of getting the casual fella. Then, and it'll all draw, you know? Yeah. It's saying. so, look. But all in all, very encouraging five points, I think. Oh, Pats, I think it's. Pats done out Derry and two of them away. It's, to, to give a golf analogy, it's definitely an under par start yeah. by, by, <laughs> by a couple under par as well. And I seen someone said it the other night after the, the great start, everyone agreed and 100% agreed, but the next game is now where we pick up we need this is the, yeah, points. And it's easy, maybe not as much against Dundalk, but against Pats and Derry, it's different to go on the road to try and, yeah, yeah, but it's good. These You're are the games. These are the games, uh, I think I see now Kerning tweet, it'll be the Drada, Harps, UCD, and it's one other team, Shelburne. That's that, four by four, so that's 16 games in time, is it? Four by four, 16 games, yeah, so that's, that's 48 40 points. points. He's looking for maximum return. No, <laughs> yeah, you won't get the 48 now, I'm afraid. No matter how good we are now, we won't get the 48, but they will be the ones that do. Yeah. You know, because I, I just think, you know, if you definitely, you see, it's, it's, it's a great start, five points after three is a great start, but all of a sudden, next week, say if we draw, it's six points out of four, and then you're going, well, actually, you know, and then yeah, it puts yeah. a pressure on the Harps game on the Monday. Uh, so a, a good start can very easily become a not so good start. 
Do you know? They will, yeah. Well, we'd see a draw that goes first on Friday. Um, I, I'd be hopeful we, we, we'd be good enough to beat them. Flip side, though, one goal conceded in three games against them teams is excellent. Like, excellent, excellent. Two boys, I excellent. know, it's an, like whatever you think about anything, it's an excellent start. It's Nando, um, he's only on loan. He's on loan, yeah, but I think it's a season long loan. Yeah, yeah. So, uh, as far as I, I do think it is a season long loan. He the World Cup. He, he, are they in the World Cup? Couldn't tell you. New Zealand World Cup, he would live in New Zealand for a year or two. They're in Qatar. <laughs> They're the only undefeated team at the 2010 World Cup. Anyway, that's another story. You could qualify. Chris Woods leaving. Yeah. Would be so if Nando and Chris Woods. Sure, who else? Who else? Big Winston. But uh, no, definitely, it's a definitely, it's a, it's a great start, and I think we can look forward to Friday and Monday with optimism. Yeah. Um, might as touch on something. A bit more the the club release statement about. Uh, Unsavory instance. A bit of trouble after, yeah. I dealt with it quite well. Yeah, I think so, yeah. And I, I, I don't know what happened. I, I didn't oh, get sorry, I'm going back to the, before the game even, about the, the release of statement last week about suspending. Oh, yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah, so there has been, yeah, it's been right, a couple of... The right decision. And then I suppose I was, that's why I was kind of shocked when I did see something happen after the game after... After a club coming down tough, yeah, that's that yeah, shite happened. Yeah, that, oh, right, I suppose everybody's seen the video. We've all seen the video, so um, I don't know. I, I don't know what started it. As I said to you, the walk bus driver's getting a bit of grief. When I was, well, I don't know what he was doing inside Moonies anyway. Then buses. Tracy Avenue and um, no, I was a dodgy park job. So apologies to anyone on Tracy <laughs> Avenue. But when I, I left with about just as a board for injury time, and um. He was parked like nearly blocking the ed- the fire entrance, the avenue, and there was two entrances. Yes, yes, yes. Fire one nearly in. Like, I was like, That's, I actually did think it was a bit odd, but I thought, oh, he, must, he must be rocking down. Yeah, because there is definitely space left in the car park for yeah, traveling supporters' buses. Though. So, it doesn't oh, make sense. Now, I think, like, it's probably no excuse still, but we don't know what. We don't know what already happened, yeah. But, like, just walking out of the ground, I would have been turning left to go into town, coming out of the ground. There was five or six Dundalk lads. They didn't look like they weren't wearing scarves or jerseys or anything like that. And they were looking, they were definitely looking for trouble. Yeah, right. Now, I'm not defending what might have happened outside Moonies or what did happen, but I'd say it could have been a case of 50 50. But yeah, you don't want to be seeing this stuff. Nah, just, and there's so many kids at the end as well. And I know exactly, St. John's yeah. were there with their kids and stuff. And yeah, it's just shitty. But look, I think Rovers be the best, they're, they're the team, to, they're a club to deal with that. Yeah, I think so. Yeah, no. And then they, ha- they have, I mean, I, I think uh, Tommy Higgins was out this morning with a statement. And you know, I think they will, it's something that doesn't need to be nipped in the bud. Yeah. Okay. Okay, um, yeah, good start. Uh, pitch and shite. Um, stop thinking you're in green street. And Saturday was a historic day up in Dublin for Rovers as well. Their women's team uh, were in the Women's National League. First, their first outing, first competitive outing. They played the, the mighty P-Mount. Um, unfortunately, it was 6-0, but big different club. Yeah, it was a tough start for them. Um, I'd say if they were to pick a team that they might not want to play first off, it might have been... I was listening to Jessica Ferry on the radio and Alan Cole listened to most of it and... For a few minutes, I heard Stephanie Roach. I was like, "Jeez, she playing with?" Yeah, yeah, I know. Yeah, they have a couple of internationals. Um, they'd be a really good team. Uh, I suppose. I think just it, as I say, a really tough place to go and start. Um, and look, it's their first competitive game. They, they probably could have done maybe another, maybe a few weeks where they might have got a few more preseason friendlies in. It's a, it's tough to go from, you know, like some of them girls wouldn't have been playing football in the last few years you know oh, just really because there's no local football past underage in Sligo so I think it's all about Miranda Hansby was ripping up the Astro League in the showgrounds yeah. played against she's a, a sensational footballer but she was out injured of course she hurt her knee she's hoping to be back this weekend to play DLR Waves DLR Waves and showgrounds at 2 o'clock um, and that's free if you've a Rover season ticket that's season ticket free otherwise pay the yeah but I think yeah. we've got a crowd for that looking there should be a great crowd down at the chat I would yeah. say um, we'd be looking at um, I, I think like <laughs> 
I know it's like it's a results-based industry, industry, but I don't think... Two or three years settling, it could be. Yeah, it could be. And I just think that... I think they will improve as the year goes on. They've definitely throughout the preseason improved just to try and probably get used to the level of football they're actually playing at. That's going to take time. I think a lot of signings. A lot of signings. It's, it's hard to put a team together exactly, that, that yeah. sort of team. But they're all coming in. And I do think hopefully there'll be a great... I think there'll be a big crowd there on, on Saturday yeah, afternoon. So. Not to go in crowds here, not to diminish any crowd, okay? But I just, and it was a women's game. I only heard it this morning. The Women's National Ladies... Gaelic League, sorry. Uh, Me, Dublin, the weekend, had 5,200 people at a league game. Really? I thought that was yeah yeah. I was staggered by it. That's well, yeah. just when you say Rovers and Dock, like three thousand. Yeah, yeah, and there's five thousand. Yeah, yeah. Why doesn't a women's national league? Yeah. Just, well, it shows the absolute terror for. I know it's yeah, but women's sport and so and I think that there is a big bounce at the Rovers women's team. So yeah, looking for they're looking for four figures anyways. I believe. I well, I hope they get it. I'll be there myself anyway. So. Yeah, um, so that's DLR Waves in the showgrounds at 2 o'clock on Saturday. Yeah. We'll switch to junior soccer. It's quite a weekend on the fields, really. In the quite a weekend. Uh, well, yeah. Maybe talk precedence, did it? It was... Uh, well, sorry, 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 sorry. Can we uh, close the gap? <laughs> Can we close the gap? 7-0 uh, 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 it finished. Uh, yeah, so Can we have... Greedy for goals. They, well, they've closed within two points of, of, of Carter at the top of the Super League. Okay. Um, so also in the Super League, uh, Tubber had a huge win out here on Friday against Basel. 9-2 in the quarry. 9-2 in the quarry and Raff that fuck I believe Raff's got what did he get 5 it's, I think I heard that yeah. Raff's up to 18 goals in Super League now and he but most of them are recent enough yeah yeah that's what I mean yeah, he, he was definitely missing games at the start of the season he's your white hope to get your league title yeah, <laughs> I didn't it? say anything about that today uh, no you didn't no no I'm, just, I'm saying it uh, well I think uh, <laughs> do Kyrie have to play October um, yeah I think they do so uh, yeah and envelope tonight of the life there's yeah look um Carberry do have uh, three games to play. We've got two left to play. So by this weekend, they're home to on at a Sunday. So by this weekend, we'll be leveling games. So we'll have a better idea of what goes on. Um, so that was a huge win for Tubber. That actually catapulted them from second from bottom to fifth from bottom. Jeez, Jeez, is that yeah. about a trouble, so? uh, no, Ballastair just have enough points. If okay. They're on 25. Uh, I'll just quickly run through the results here. I know time's against us. Uh, uh, big Astro game at Yeah, so uh, your second team, MCO, they won 5-3 against yeah, Ballymote. Um, that result leaves Ballymote firmly in the mire in second last place. Could use some Meyer. Catapult before Carby, as I say, 7 0 uh, winners against Sarah Harps, and Manor Rangers had a huge 9 2 win against Merville. That will dispel any worries about relegation for the Manor Hamilton men. Two nine, seven and two nines. <laughs> there was two nine two games, actually. So that's 11 11, 22 29. There were 37 goals in, across four games in Super League this season. Yeah, that was the Magic game, if you want. <laughs> yeah. Then in the Bananas League, uh, Ben Bulldog got, yeah, yeah. got a walkover against. Valley 3 0. Uh, trouble there. Trouble there. There was a bit of trouble there. Um, Ballygawley won 3 2 at home to Gertrude. Kilglass and Scrone and Kalani played out a 2 all draw. Um, that's putting a big dent in Kalani's promotion. How many games are Kalani winless now? There must be a long time without a win. There must be five, six. Jesus so, yeah, they're still actually in third. And then, actually, the new form team in the league haven't banged in 13 goals in the last two weeks. Get on to, get on to, uh, on to you, you in particular, you know. I love a chap. I love a chap. Every week we give them a compliment. But they beat huge win 7 2 uh, at home to Glenview. The previous week they'd won 6 0. Dennis Rowan who were the form team yeah. I took 4-1 I think yeah that's what you said so in the Bananas division now um, it's nuts how yeah. did Chapel suddenly in promotion 
if Chaffield win, Chaffield lose four games after play. Sorry, I'll just run through the Super League because we kind of just glossed over it. Uh, so Kercher the top, 49 points. Uh, Carberry second, 47. Then it's Strand in third place on 40 points. So just a bit of gap there back to third. Um, then at the bottom, the, uh, the bottom's crazy. So Merville, I would say, are relegated with 11. Well, they're not relegated. They'd have to win their last three games. But uh, Banny Motor second from bottom with two games left with 17 points. Ahana are going into the playoff spot on 18 points, the longest-serving team in Super League, yep. with three games left to play. Our Harps are fourth from bottom on 20, with 20 played. Cliffney are fifth from bottom, no, I might have missed one there, on 20 points with 19 games. And then Tubber have climbed out, having looked dead and buried a couple of weeks ago, are now on 21 points after 20 games. And that leaves them, one, two, sorry, that leaves them fifth from bottom, yeah. So it's all to play for there at the bottom. In the Bananas League, St. John's didn't play last weekend. They're top of the league, 37 points after 19 games. Colliery, 35 points after 18 games. Uh, Kalani then are in, third, are in third on goal difference, 35 points from 19 games as well. Then Ennis Grown on 31 points with a game in hand over the top three. And then Chaffield will come from nowhere on 30 points um, with four games left to play as well. If they win their four games, that will get them to 42 points. I do don't think that will be far away. From a promotion spot, possibly. Now, look, it's asking a lot in that division to win four in a row. Chapel have been Super League, uh, all to our Chapel listeners, because you clearly listen. Yeah, the Chapel people do listen, yeah. <laughs> um, I don't, not in my time watching football anyway. But that'll get them to 42. Uh, well, they're the foreign team. It wouldn't be, they've won four of the last the five. don't seem to want to go up. No. <laughs> <laughs> uh, games and losing games. Yeah, so I think St. John's and Corey still have to play each other. Uh, do they do I think so that'll be obviously be a big game Corey probably have the slight upper hand at the minute with that game in hand with that game in hand but I wouldn't rule out anything happening in that league ah, great stuff yeah it's crazy league yeah crazy great stuff. to see um, a few so, pictures this I suppose we'll, we'll finish off with your predictions Adrian um, well, right much, Super League much talked about predictions <laughs> Super League Friday night McSharry Park 7.45 uh, Mail Coach Road against Manor Rangers Mail Coach Road Manor Rangers well Mail Coach Road put 5 away at the weekend Manor put 9 Four four draw. <laughs> That's the only one there. Four four draw is the only one. Right, we'll just stick with the Super League on Sunday morning, eleven o'clock. Uh, Carby at home to Anna. Ah, five nil. I'll score. They're they're banging in goals. Alone, look, Anna do with the play for something. That's the only thing. Yeah. you might say, but on the Astro as well. Yeah, five nil. Five nil, and then uh, Merville at home to Cliffney. Um, Cliffney need the points all of a sudden, do. actually. But there's a random Merville is very very random remember about the hill last year in about Kyrie 3 yeah, yeah. Um, I'll just shade Cliffney 2-1 2-1 and then I suppose uh, probably the biggest game in the league on Sunday is uh, top of the league Carter United against third place Strand Celtic I'm going to give you the vote here um, Aaron O'Boyle is out for the season probably he's fractured his ankle oh I didn't know that so yeah. I heard that Aaron uh, no he's not in good <laughs> it's, yeah, he's devastated about it um, oh, I didn't. I, I didn't hear that. Yeah, against Murphy, very innocuous, I believe. Against Murphy, jumped for a ball and just landed on his ankle and broke. There's something, there's something broke. Anyways, he's going to the factory clinic this week, I think. Um, so it was an astroturf. They said it was like a shitty old astroturf. They said an old one, like, but like no one near him or anything. So, and he'd scored two as well. Yeah, yeah. Him, so he's, he, he obviously has a driving force. He's the same for him. He's in top form. So he's out. Um, I think, look, 
There, folks, this is now probably on the Connor Cup quarter finally sat in the right a bit. So I just think you'll beat them. Um, we'll go 1 0 tight, tight. 1 0 tight, yeah. yeah no, I'll be Martin is there. He's scoring, but. Yeah, there'll be. I'll yeah. still go 1 0. I'll, yeah. I'll give you the benefit of the doubt. It'll be a tight, tight game. Tight, tight game. And look forward to it. It should be a good game Sunday. That's 2 o'clock. That's 2 o'clock in McSherry Park. Yeah, three officials, the whole lot. Um, then, okay, we'll go to the Bananas League. Uh, Saturday night, drum hair at home to Glenview. 2 0, Glenview. Tune the Grandview. Sunday morning at 11 o'clock. Kalani at home to Ben Bulban. Um, <laughs> it's funny you should say that. Uh, well, I won't go into any. I can't even think about it. Uh, I predicted Ben Bulban the last time to beat them in the pit of the shop this season. Yeah, they did, yeah. I don't think they'll win in Kalani. I'll go 1 0 Kalani. 1 0 Kalani, right. Uh, second time this season, Kalani have been tipped up, I think. <laughs> uh, Corey at home to Ennis Grown. Oh, I think Ennis Grown might get a random result there. Colry don't see they, they, they're very up and down even though they're second in the league 2-2 um, <laughs> you could say that about them all good yeah. um, Valley Rovers at home to Ballygally Valley Rovers didn't feel last week well, we hope they can feel um, I'll just go safe for the train in Ballygally there so I'll be correct that'd be a derby I suppose wouldn't it Bally yeah. Yeah, out, there, out that road uh, and then finally our, our beloved Jaffpool at home to Carrick Town and what could be a big game they can't be stopped at the minute they're a juggernaut out that way uh, up on Naden way Jaffpool um, they're not the clinical chaff pool. No, they're the yeah. man. Yeah. <laughs> I was joking, I knew that. Um, yeah, look, it's all coming up chaff pool. 2 uh, 0 to chaff pool. 2 0 to chaff pool. And yeah, that rounds up the football between le- national soccer and junior soccer. Very good. Um, I have to rush off now in a minute, last myself. With this like we'll SRC Astro hit, League. We've just hit an hour and 50. Jesus, an hour and what? A long time, yeah. 50. So, so Marty, thanks for that. Right. Um, you have a quick, you had a question. Oh, yeah, quickly, sorry. So we'll get to that. Yeah, no, we'll just discuss our live show for a second, even though we were supposed to come to organise a day today and we didn't. Um, right, uh, yeah, two lads were in a question. Uh, Stephen Holm was in with some sort of tip for Chatham. Chatham is next week, greatest week of the year. So um, Murphy's lock of the week. Sm- yeah, now this isn't any sort of lock of the week, but the, the lads were looking for some sort of, I don't know, combination. So I'll, I'm going to tip up a lucky 15, so that means if you've got one winner, you'll get some sort of money back. So on Paddy's Day uh, in the Kim Muir frontal assault, Gordon Elliott, 92. I heard about that last week at tens and missed the price on it. I missed it for myself oh, too. Yeah. But anyway, um, so that's uh, that. In the stairs hurdle on the same on Paddy's Day, it's a Paddy's Day feast here. Uh, classical Dream four to one. That'll be Willie Mullins and actually don't take the price on these things. They'll all be bigger next week. They'll all be a bigger price. Um, then same day, the Mayor's Novice hurdle, Party Central. That's Gordon Elliott again, ninety two. And then finally on the Gold Cup on the Friday to nurse your hangover, get out for the settler, Galvin at seven to two in the Cheltenham Gold Cup. And that's yeah, yeah. my lucky... F- so, even if you just want to tip about to have a look at four of them, your lucky 15 is 15 euro, 250 each way a cube, all four winners, three and a half grand. Thanks a million. <laughs> <laughs> Boom. So, you won't see me for that part the week after. We'll go to New York. Well, I, yeah. I better do that bet now, actually. Um, very good, very good, lads. A long one. Uh, the show is coming. I promise you it's coming, it's coming, it's coming, it's coming. Me and Ross had a good chat here last Friday. Yeah. We went through calendars and... We didn't. We were struggling to get the date. <laughs> struggling uh, to figure out what it was. But we are. Don't worry. It's coming. Your tickets are still. We'll, uh, we'll, put, the, we'll um, put the date out this week on the socials. This week, yeah, hundred percent. I was just talked to the boys in Toffs and our guests, and it's coming. Lads. That was a long one, but after the shit last week, we have. One yeah, now we're back. We're back with a big one there on the road, and hope you enjoy it. Uh, it might be a two-parter for your walk, whatever, or yeah. whatever it is. But that's it. Thanks Thank very much. Thanks very much. Right. Okay. I'm going back. To where the beach is near, oh, the beer is to you. There's plenty of other women out of the crowd. Walking Here we are in the final seconds, the whistle is gone, and slide over, it's out of the crowd here.
by the riverside. Well, I'm being told that Average Joe's does not have enough players and will be forfeiting the championship match. So bold strategy, Cotton. Let's see if it pays off for him. Back in the Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash trip for free shipping and 365-day returns. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market.